Yankees cat today. You know what I'm saying? Who's wearing a Yankees cap? <laughs> yeah, how you doing? Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. It's the start of the Phillips File. This one for Wednesday. That's Wednesday, October 10th, the year 2018. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Jim Phillips here once again. You take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. News and current events, of course, we'll do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine, and we'll find many other things to discuss. We always do. So take part of the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. Uh, go to realradio.fm. That's our website. Check that out, Why don't you? And then send us a text on anything at any time. We'll look at it. We'll read it. We may use it on the air. We may read it on the air. You never know. Nothing ventured. Nothing gained. That's real mobile seven seven zero three one. But on the phones, long distance toll free one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. For those of you in the metro, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. Mo's not here today, taking care of some personal business. Pinky will have the news in a couple of minutes. Jack is back with us. Yep. I don't know if Fritz is coming in or Casey two times. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. But that's okay. Let's see. Uh, so, uh, uh, Mr. Pinkman will have the news in a couple of minutes or so later in the program. Uh, right after the news, uh, Mr. Pinkman will be at it again in a bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Oh, boy. That's all followed by Jack's audio file. That returns today. Got the regular round of Closest to the Pin. Today, Wednesday, we talk with Scott Maxwell, who writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Shot Doctor comes in at 6 for the Shot Doctor Sports Speed Round, followed by Shot Doctor casting call and get through with that. Then it's time for the five minute professor. Woo! And then uh, PPT, person, place, or thing, to wrap things up before we hand it over to Tom and Dan. By the way, uh, just a little aside, inside stuff. When you contact the professor, he's the only one that has not responded to you know what. Well, how rude. I hope I give you his proper email. Well, whatever. <laughs> but, you know. I need to know whether anyway. So there we go. Well, the the big news, of course, is Hurricane Michael slamming uh, the Panhandle. Last report I saw, some uh, winds at 155 miles an hour. Oh yeah, that's not good. How many Waffle Houses are now closed in the Panhandle? Eighteen. Eighteen Waffle Houses. That's not good in itself. That is not a good sign. I'm not trying to make light of the situation. Uh, anybody who's been through a hurricane, uh, whether in Florida or somewhere else, it's just not a lot of fun. I mean, if you're taking the major brunt of one of these, if you're watching it on TV, and by the way, those folks at the Weather Channel, you know, Cantori, settle down just a little bit, will you? <laughs> there are people watching that. They're in shelters. So they've driven hundreds of miles away. 
and they're worried sick about about their property, and they're jumping around like like trained monkeys for crying out loud. Just settle down a little bit. Um, there's on it's CNN, weather porn, huh? It's weather porn. It is oh, weather. Yeah. It is Hard weather porn. porn. Sooner or later, somebody's going to get injured. Now I understand. I've been in the business forever. I understand ratings. I understand getting out there. I understand the weather. You got to get out. You got to show it. This is man against nature. Blah blah blah. Sooner or later, somebody's going to get clipped. You know, either by a flying coconut or a two by four or some <laughs> sheet metal. And one of the CNN reporters was out there today, and he's interviewing somebody. You know, it's the standard. They got the parka on. They're dripping wet. You know, the 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 rain clothes are flapping in the wind, and uh, it shows a piece of sheet metal flying by behind oh, him. Geez. Sooner or later, somebody's going to get killed, and then somebody, then everybody's like, "Why did they do something about this? Why don't they send yeah. out robots or just stationary cameras?" I understand the personal impact. People want that personal, that kind of connection. They want one of those. I'm glad he's he's there, not me. Yeah, I get it, but it's only a matter of time before one of these uh, people gets swept away or hit by something, and you're going to see it live on TV. Can you imagine? No. It's Someone one of just standing there, Jim Acosta or something. Well, he doesn't do. He's White House. But one yeah. of these CNN correspondents just standing there speaking, you yeah. know, to uh, Wolf Blitzer back home, and a big piece of sheet metal comes along and takes his head off. Yeah. You're going to see that live on TV. Now, you may not see it again because they won't run it again, but uh, it's going to happen. So, or, they, or it gets impaled by oh, yeah. a two-by-four. That's one of those things like Janet Jackson's boob where you think you see it and then you never see it again. But at least, you know, on the Weather Channel, some of them wear helmets. And they're not just the standard bicycle helmet. You know, they got, uh, it's like, what's, uh, what's the, uh, it's, they're like skateboard helmets. Oh, yeah, yeah the bigger ones. <laughs> or uh, helmets that uh, that uh, rescuers in the mountains uh, use just in case, you know, they slip and they swing on the rope and then they're kepi. It's the hits the rock, you well, know. They'll be protected. Last year, two NBC reporters died. They were in a car, and a tree or, or a pole yeah. fell on them. Oh. And the reporter and the cameraman were killed, but they, you know, it wasn't on camera. So we'll just... try. And, yeah, we'll try to bring you up to date, Mister Pinkman. Well, after we come back with the news, we'll get the latest on that. But if you see the video, it's not. <clears throat> God bless you if you got property in uh, Panama City. And God help us all if a Waffle House gets destroyed. Oh, yeah. Because that's just, that, that would be a sign from God, certainly. And that's from a non-believer. <laughs> sign of the end times. Let me move on. Let me see what else we got. Um, hey, we'll talk with... Uh, no, I mean, we're going to do that tomorrow. Excuse me. Um, they've arrested the son of the owner of that limo company in New York. Oh, man. Where 20 people were killed. And I read a story in, uh, you know, they've charged him with, uh, you know, like reckless vehicle homicide or something. A major, major charge. The owner of the company somewhere in Pakistan. They can't find him. And according to a report I read earlier today, he's a real piece of work. So, uh, but I was reading today, and I never, th- I never thought about this too much. But these limousines, these stretch limousines, they're inherently unsafe. Number one, when you get them, you don't buckle up. Nobody buckles up when they get in the limousine. Right. Because you think, all right, if I get buckled up, then I'm going to get hassled. Be made. Hey, what are you doing? You know, it's a party atmosphere. It's packed in there. And nobody's, you ever seen anybody buckle up in a limousine? No. Nobody buckles up. But the fact of the matter is what they take is an automobile that's designed by engineers that a regular car that comes off an assembly line. Mm-hmm. 
And engineers build these things with safety factors built in. They build them from the ground up. They design them from the ground up. And they have to, because of federal regulations, hey, how about those regulations? Who needs regulations, right? According to the Trump administration. Let's have less regulations. So in this particular case, they take a car that comes off an assembly line. You know, let's say an, uh, an Explorer, they still make those. Yeah. And they take them apart, they saw them in half, they stretch them out, and they're inherently unsafe because you've, ex- you've, you've, you've lengthened the frame, but you haven't supported it. So if one of these limousines hits something stationary, it folds up like an accordion. Plus, when they make these stretch limousines, at least according to this article, they have to remove a lot of the safety features that are built into the car before it can come off the assembly line. So they remove airbags. They might remove uh, safety devices that are electronically hooked up to the to the brakes and that kind of stuff. So I don't know whether I'd get in one of these again. Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> when you when you think about it. <laughs> says uh, So it goes here, and the quote was, uh, I think, from one of these engineers. So the vehicle that was carefully designed to perform well in crashes is chopped up, extended, and most, if not all, of those safety standards get tossed out the window. And when you think about it, there's no, I don't think there's any rule in the state of Florida where you have to have, a, if you own a limousine, that you have to have it inspected. Who inspects that? Who does that? Now, we used to have, car inspections in the state of Florida. And then Bob Graham got involved, and we did away with that, thank God. But that was just for your regular automobile. Make sure the lights work and the windshield wipers and that nonsense. It was a gigantic pain in the ass because I think, text me at Real Mobile 77031 if you remember car inspections in the state of Florida. I think twice a year you had to do it. And it was a big, it was just, ugh. I, it, was, it was worse than going to the dentist. <laughs> I used to, have to do it in Jersey. We used to you get food, and we'd go food to wait in line because you knew you were going to wait in line. Oh, you had to go in, and then you had to put your car in these roller things and give it the gas, and they'd have to check this and that, yeah, the alignment, yeah. and then you'd get a sticker. You'd take the blankers. And then, again, and then if, you didn't get to, if you didn't get the sticker, if you didn't pass inspection, then you have to come back later. It was a gigantic, I'm telling you, gigantic pain in the tuchus. But I don't know when they. T- I don't know in the state of Florida if you take a vehicle and take it apart and put it back together for commercial purposes, whether there's any rule or regulation that says, "Look, we're going we're to check this thing over." You've what? ripped out the, you know, you ripped out the the airbags and done this and that and whatever. You're not carrying people around. You're safer in a horse and carriage. I heard about this when I was away. Awful. Didn't the driver die? Yes. So why what? is the uh, son of the owner of the company being charged with then? Uh, for allowing, because they believe that the uh, the vehicle itself was not safe and that they did not, uh, that it was on the road, although it had failed a certain safety inspection. And I guess the idea is they knew that, didn't do anything about it, and that, uh, that how was somehow connected to why, this guy flew through the stop sign. I don't know. what yeah. they've, had tra- they've had traffic accidents over and over and over and over at this intersection. You think somebody's say, like, can we just put up a sign, you know, a, a mile ahead, you know, be- before that intersection? Dangerous intersection. Slow down. Flash, flash, Flashing flash. Light. They finally did it at the Fairbanks curve on I-4. 
and it worked to a certain degree. But man, he apparently he just went flying right through there. I think went airborne, and then you know you take a stretch limousine and it hits something, pow, immovable, and it's just going to fold up. It's just going to fold up. Plus, you have all these bodies. You have twenty people or nineteen passengers. No, it would be seventeen because there were two pedestrians. So that would make 18, then take the drive. So 17, pedest- uh, 17 people in the stretch limousine that are not buckled in, and they're flying all over the place. Yeah, so New York Ugh. and New Jersey still do vehicle inspections. Yeah, okay. So uh, Someone says they work for a shuttle company, and all DOT, Department of uh, Transportation Vehicles for Hire, have to be inspected. All right. Well, maybe there's an enterprising, uh, well, a newspaper doesn't do this kind of stuff anymore, so maybe one of the local TV stations can delve into this a little bit more than we can. I don't have the staff for that. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Do not, do not, do not, under any circumstances, check your 401k tomorrow, all right? Just, just don't do it. Oh, boy. The market is in the tank, and your life will just feel more miserable if you check it tomorrow. Let's get to the news. Mo's not here today. She's got some personal time off. Here's Mr. Pinkman with the news. Yes, sir. First and foremost on everyone's mind is Hurricane Michael. 155 miles per hour winds. Just two miles per hour short of becoming a Category 5 hurricane before it made landfall today. Uh, They say it was supercharged by abnormally warm waters in the Gulf of Mexico. Slammed into the panhandle just a few hours ago. Mexico Beach, I think, is ground zero, which is, what, a little bit east of Panama City? Yeah, about 40 miles east. Mm -hmm. It's a 200-mile stretch of beach resorts, fishing towns, and military bases right there. Apalachicola is getting hammered. Not good. Oyster fishermen or farmers or whatever you call them, they're just... I don't know what you do. That whole area had to evacuate pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, they say it quickly sprang from a weakened tropical depression. We were talking about this yesterday, how it kind of came out of nowhere, seemingly. Uh, it was a tropical depression over the weekend, and by this morning was a full-on Category 4, up from a Category 2 just yesterday. Say it is the most powerful hurricane on record to hit the panhandle, even going all the way back to 1851 in the records. They can't find a stronger one to ever, ever hit up there. Uh, they say the hurricane force winds extended up to 45 miles from the center of the storm. Not good. They said rainfall can reach up to a foot, and the life-threatening storm surge could swell to 14 feet. Can't you just get a, like a rubber, you know, if you it's just a rubber boat, you just sit in one of those <laughs> Jacques Cousteau type of Calypso rubber boats. You know, so and if it hits something, it just bounces around a little bit. <laughs> I know I'm making light of the situation. You got a bell water, though. You end up in upstate Georgia. I guess, yeah, or something flies by and hits you. At least you're floating. Instead of running up into the attic, because that's never a good idea. Sitting on the roof waiting to be saved. They said the storm appears to be so powerful that it's expected to remain a hurricane as it moves over Georgia early tomorrow morning. Woo! All you can do is is do a... Glad it's not here. I mean, more power to those folks. Good luck. Who can come through this with as little damage and loss of life as possible? But man, you know, we've been through these things, whether it's tornadoes or these hurricanes. Nothing like this. Central Florida's never had a hurricane like this, have we? Um, Not that I can remember. 155 mile an hour winds? Correct. No. No. Uh uh. No way. Our worst hit, I think, was in 04 with uh, Charlie, Gene, and Francis. 
Yeah. Was Charlie a low four? Was that like a three? Charlie was smaller, but it, it was compact Intense. and fast. And, and and that came from west to east and really took down all the trees. And then a couple weeks later, right. wait, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, Francis. H. Okay. Sorry. Francis came through. <laughs> and then Gene. And I think they all crisscrossed at one point over Kissimmee. There's one area of Kissimmee where all three storms paths. Yep. Chris, I thought we should dig there for a prize. Yeah, and we've had some bad uh, some bad years with tornadoes, too. One one year was, was terrible. But yeah. I don't know. This 155-mile-an-hour winds. Eesh. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. No. Uh, you mentioned before the break what? that. Um, what was Andrew? Andrew was like a gigantic that was tornado a cat, yeah. that cut through Homestead and just and sheared off south everything. of Miami. Yeah. I mean, it was. The, I don't even know if they even would have described that. I mean, it's called Hurricane Andrew, but I think they said, yeah, it was just a, just a humongous tornado that tore through South Florida. So oh, you, thank you. You mentioned Waffle House has closed eighteen restaurants in the Panhandle area. That's a sign. Oh yeah, Pat Warner, director of personal relations for Waffle House said that they were closed in the Florida evacuation zones from Panama City to Destin. He says he doesn't expect them to be closed for too long. He said they'll be open right after the storm. Um, what they do is they often will serve first responders yeah, and good. people affected by the storm. Yeah, i got to have a Waffle House. I mean, that's the that's the line now. If the Waffle House is closed, you know it's real serious business. Well, <laughs> FEMA, FEMA even monitors the Waffle House Index, which is the first I've ever heard of this. It's a color-coded well, indicator of what restaurants are open, closed, offering a limited menu to gauge how well an area will recover. Yeah. And that's the first you've ever heard of it. Yep. Guess he doesn't listen to uh, the Phillips file. Uh, no, I listened to Jim talking about I think they stock up on extra hash browns or something because they know they're just going to be slammed. Yes. To be one of the first to open. I'd make a bet that Waffle House would open before Denny's. Oh, 100%. Only if they have a generator, because if you have loss of power, you're going to lose whatever product you're storing. You have to have a generator to keep that stuff cool. I don't know if Waffle... That's a, that's a good question. Whether this, I don't know whether the Waffle House has generators. Uh, you would like think they would. Like this big sucker that's down in the parking lot. You ever seen that thing fire up? Yes. Oh, yeah. Across, For, the, across yes. the parking lot? It's loud, too. Yes. And you have to run it every once in a while to make sure it's I think working. it just comes on automatically. and It's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's like a locomotive. That's what it is. I mean, definitely. <laughs> what else? So, yeah, Waffle House closed. And uh, not good for the time being, but they'll be right back in business. Now, we'll keep checking ends. information from the National Hurricane Center and others to try to bring you up to date as best as possible on this hurricane. Ford is now being hurt by the tariffs. It's, so far, they have cost Ford about $1 billion, and now they're planning layoffs. Mars said retrograde nice. or something. I mean, the Yankees, you know, I'm sorry. I got my Yankees cap happened? on. Well, you know, they're out of the, you know, they're out well, of the, you know, they got to go back home. Until the next game. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's all over with. The season is over with what? For them. You got this hurricane. <laughs> I was just going to mention something. The market is, is more than 600. The Dow Jones, 600 plus points in the, in the tank today, which represents about, what are you trying to do? Make people feel better? Two and a quarter percent of the value of your stocks, mutual funds. That's probably what you lost today. So if you had, let's say, a hundred thousand dollars socked away, well, easy. Two and a half percent. Yeah, twenty five hundred dollars. You lost twenty five hundred dollars. 
Or if you're like Mr. Pinkman, you got $5 million socked away. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my CIA money. Okay. We don't talk about that. So Ford is expected to make some pretty big layoffs. They haven't quite given out an exact number, but a recent report by Morgan Stanley estimates a global headcount reduction of about 12%, which would be 24,000 of Ford's 202,000 workers worldwide. They're claiming tariffs? Yep. They said it already cost them $1 billion, and they can't keep That's what a lot of people were saying. If you're in the steel industry, it's great if you're in the steel industry. But most uh, manufacturing in this country is related to, a lot of it is related to things made with steel. So you're going to have to pay more for steel. Right. And you saw it affected Harley-Davidson. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, thanks, Obama. Jerk. All right, let me take a little break. Mr. Pinkman's got some more news. I don't know if he'll have food. He'll have birthdays. Oh, yeah, bro. And don't forget that bonus round of closest to the pin at four on Real Radio 104.1. By the way, if you're driving about, um, taking a look at the radar, there's a line of what appears to be some pretty severe thunderstorms north to south, extending from Sanford all the way down to Kissimmee, I guess moving into the uh, metro Orlando area, so be aware of that, all associated with Hurricane Michael. I mean, way, way, way out. We're in no danger from 155-mile-an-hour storms, but... These thunderstorms are moving through Metro Orlando. Back to the news, the birthdays, the food. Here's Mr. Pinkman. Oh, yeah, I have the food today. There's actually two foods, so get ready for this. Okay. National Tic Tac Day, which is totally stupid. Is that a food? Apparently. Okay. This is the first I'm hearing of it. Is that a food? Is it? it, It's a, what do you call it? It's not even a candy. It's It's a a mint. Breath freshener. I mean, it can be considered Te- a candy, I guess. Somebody, who's, buying a sugar? Tic-tac, who's buying a Tic Tac as, as a candy? Old people. <sighs> is it in the candy aisle? Yes. Actually, yes. Oh, it is? Yeah. Next to the, like, dentine I, gum. I think most popularly it's at the checkout aisle, but you'd find it with your candies. This one I get to give out for Halloween. Tic Tacs? Why the Tic Tacs? Shake can- one into each Oh, that's right. It's time to do that. Are you can- gonna- yeah, I'll just open one container and give them one Tic Tac. If they really have a nice costume, maybe two. going to do big Ooh. candy bars this year? Yeah, that and chickpeas. Big sacks of chickpeas. I don't want chickpeas. <laughs> I'm coming to your house if you do big candy bars. Yeah, I want some Hershey's bars. I never do big candy bars, but I do. What do they have? Minis? Fun and- size? Yeah, fun size. What did you say? Butt size? <laughs> Yeah, the kind Sorry. that make your butt pink. <laughs> <laughs> fun size. Yeah, fun size. What else you got, Pinkman? Uh, it's also National Angel Food Cake Day. Ooh. That's not so bad. No, it's good. So, yeah, those are your foods for today. So, like a Duncan Hyde's cake? Yeah, 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 yeah. The light, spongy one. Mm-mm. Good. Oh, well, it's know. not a sponge cake, though. Is it not? Angel food? I, I thought angel fun. food was like a... It's just cake cake. I thought it was like a white sponge cake. Oh, maybe. I don't know. You may be right. I, I'm not sh- Text me. We Wait. Use all the text we can get. Angel food. Angel food is just What's regular cake, right? Yeah. Like white icing or chocolate icing. I, 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 cake? I was thinking sponge, like a, a sponge cake. That's not angel food cake? I'm not sure now. I'm confused. 
Not like a bunt cake. Well, you have the, yellow, you have the yellow sponge cake. That What's the cake? For, uh, if you get cake with chocolate, uh, the standard cake, two-layer cake with cake. chocolate icing or, or, or white icing. What is that? Just cake? That's, that's like yellow cake. Uh, no, isn't right? that like a, a nuclear well, byproduct? Uranium. I thought that was <laughs> angel food. What's a glucose? I don't know. I, I, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't anymore. I don't know. It sounds good, though. What's the other food? Tic Tacs. <laughs> Sprinkle some on top of your angel food. It's a type of sponge cake. Yeah, angel food cake is a type of sponge cake. Oh, you missed the great donut caper. Ooh, oh, yeah, what you happened? missed out on some good stuff. I realized I had a donut yesterday, and like, I could have cursed myself. I had a Boston cream donut. I found out who was responsible. Because I had heard otherwise, and then it was cleared up for me oh. yesterday. Wait, did you have donuts stolen from you? No, a box of donuts was sent to the monsters. I'll make a long story short, right? Yeah. It comes from a nice donut shop down in St. Cloud. They send a box of donuts, right? So they leave the donuts in here. News junkie, he doesn't touch them for all I know. He doesn't eat human food. <clears throat> so we open up the box, right? Some nice looking donuts in there. There's a there's a red velvet cake donut and I think a chocolate donut. Each donut had a bite taken out of it. Oh yeah. And put back in the box. Do you believe this? Okay. No, usually if you get a donut, right, you split it in half, and if you don't like it, you throw that half away, all right? Or even if you picked up the whole donut and took a bite out of it, you say, geez, what a waste of food. You throw it away, you don't put it in the box. You don't put it back in the box, right? So then one of them was the ass. Yeah, so one of them was covered with Sour Patch Kids, the candy. Oh, those are great. Nobody nobody wanted it, so I said, okay, I put them out in the break room. Pinkman goes out and takes a look at the box. Somebody had taken the Sour Patch Kids, number one, the two donuts that had bites taken out of them, remained in the box, I think. Yeah. And then the, the one with the Sour Patch Kids on top, somebody had taken the Sour Patch Kids off the donut and left the donut. Yes. That sounds like something animals. I might have done. Those are animals. <laughs> Complete and total animals. So who was I've the person more who took a bite out of the donut and put it back in the box? Well... Come on. Was it Carlos? First, no, Carlos. First, it was that. drawn to my attention that it was on the monsters. What's his name? Uh, Angel. No. Ryan Holmes. Yes. It was Ryan. Okay. But he then I guess the Mo donut. was in Friday uh-huh. and was telling him, and and he said, no, not me. From what I understand, it was Carlos. <gasps> Both donuts. Carlos. Now, I'm still trying to track down who took the, uh, who took the Sour Patch Kids. Off the, oh, that could have been anyone. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. somebody over Florida Network. Oh, yeah. probably. You know that. Yeah. Or maybe Scott. Okay. They're an- you're absolutely correct. They're animals. What would you eat? Oh, gee, I think I'll eat that donut after somebody has put their fingers and taken all the all the candy off the top. I think I might have done that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Oh, that's offensive. Just take the donut, eat the candy, throw the donut away. Someone else could eat it. It's a perfectly good donut with the remnants of Sour Patch. No, you got funk on your fingers. You're putting your funky fingers on these donuts yeah. that people are taking up. Ugh. I got a funk. It was really offensive. Like, I'm not the most hygienic guy in the world, but even that, to me, is like, ugh, please. No, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. There's a bite. Two of them. It's like, eh, I don't like the taste of this. Puts it back in. What do you think people are going to well, do? No. And Typical actors. What, what people don't do. They looked at the donut. They said, there's a bite taken out of that. I'm not picking up that donut and taking a bite. Is it better to take a bite and put it back? Or, and this is how I imagine you would do it. You would take a bite and then throw the rest in the garbage I can. I would because I'm not putting my, you know. <laughs> not putting your germs back in the box. Hey, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at this. It's no canole. 
This is the mouth that has kissed the lips of my children. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to. No. It was pretty offensive. But I'm learning to move on. Yeah, okay. Sorry. All right. So <clears throat> kind of carrying over from the Ford story, Sears. Oh, then the, then the, then the frame falls <laughs> off the wall yesterday. Oh, yeah. That was oh, wait. What? I heard it now. They came in today I, and there was broken glass. I opened I the, yeah, I opened the door and there's broken glass all over the place. And I'm ready to go on the air. And I said, well, can, you know, call engineering. Does engineering have a broom? Engineering doesn't even have a broom. You got a shop vac or anything <laughs> back there? Oh, no, no. And, you know, you know it was like, hey, go take a flying leap. Yeah. There was shattered glass all over the floor. Blue Bay told me to go find the cleaning crew and ask them. <laughs> I was like, they don't come in till later. He's oh, like, dude, oh, they're around. <laughs> so, Whatever. Yeah. So it, it's well, been Well, they wild. didn't clean it up because Russ cleaned it up this morning. Nice guy. The glass. Well, good for Russ. Yeah. Well, he's good that way. Yeah. He keeps a tidy That's what house. I heard. Surprised he didn't light a candle. Does he <laughs> think, like those candles? I think he was, right. but the engineer's frown on that. He loves those candles. Yeah. That's nice. So the nice bubble bath. You got a couple of candles going. What are yes. you going to do? Sip some wine. Yeah. Biggie. So Sears, once the world's biggest retailer, is now facing bankruptcy. Ooh. Sad times. The company, which hasn't turned a profit since 2010 Ooh. and is $134 million in debt, has recently approached several banks to prepare for their bankruptcy filing. That's not real debt. On their, yeah, right? Call me when you got a few billion nerds. How much the, are they in debt? $134 million. That doesn't sound like too much. And I guess it's relative terms? to what you're bringing in. I yeah. guess. But no, they yeah. haven't turned a profit in eight years. So. Well... Give them time. So their shares plunged almost 20% on the news of that uh, bankruptcy possibility. A record number of people have registered to vote in the midterm elections. What do you think that means? Today's the final day, right? Or was it yesterday? Yesterday was. It was yesterday. For this state. Oops. Other states are doing it. being good for Democrats or good for Republicans? I don't Ooh. know. See, these Republicans are a little game. bit worried about, well, I don't know. Still, what, five weeks away? The election think, midterms. Yeah. I think finally... My people are getting out there to do some stuff, so that's cool. Think so? Yeah. I mean, you talk to people, say, hey, I never, never did this before, but I'm so riled up one way or the other that I went and registered to vote. Do you hear that? Uh, not expressly, but I know a lot of my friends are, are registered to vote and will be voting. Yeah, so. okay. Getting, well, good. getting tired of people talking down at us. So according to a new <laughs> report... <laughs> That's Mo, not going to stop anytime Mo, soon. Mo yells at me all the time. She's like, make your people do stuff. I'm like, I can't make my constituents vote, ma'am. The fact of the matter is, I mean, millennials, so-called, you know, I see them working their asses off. They're just not getting anywhere. And it's not their fault. It's just the way things have, you know, fallen into place. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, apparently, according to this new report for National Voter Registration Day last month, yeah. over 800,000 people either registered to vote for the very first time or updated their registration. The uh, organizers wow. of National Registration Day had a goal of getting at least 300,000, so they were thrilled when they passed that by about 500 grand. Yeah, okay. So that's cool. People are going out there. Uh, 13 men, including a cook at a Disney resort have been arrested in an undercover online child predator operation. Yeah, we need operation. to stop doing that. We don't do it so much, and but I hear you know in the media all the time. They're arrested for, uh, in a sting operation over in Polk County, you know, these goofballs who think they're going to have sex 
with a 13-year-old, and it's all set up by the cops, and they go down to mm-hmm. Polk County, then they're arrested. But having to work at a particular place has nothing. Right. Now, if they were cast members, I mean, they were in a costume, let's say, or if one of the people arrested was a school teacher, they're around kids, or they're a Sunday school teacher, okay, I can get it. There's a connection. But the fact that this that two of these Disney workers, one is a cook and another's a food runner, has nothing to do with anything. Right. And, and one of the men was also a former military police officer. Yeah, that doesn't, you know. So, uh, during the six-day Operation Cyber Guardian Fall Hall, is what they called it, 13 men communicated with undercover detectives thinking they were children between the ages of 13 and 14 and showed up to a Polk County location to solicit sexual acts from the, quote, children. Not a proving of this, but don't you guys read the paper? Don't these guys watch the news? They're, they're pretty foolish. This, this stuff goes on all the time in Polk County with Sheriff uh, Grady Judd or whatever his name is. Yep. He's doing this all the time. You think? I don't want yeah, to don't, Those arrested included men in their 20s, 30s, and 50s from Kissimmee, Montverde, Lake Mary, Davenport, Winter Haven, Orlando, and Holiday uh, one of them happened to be a man who said he knew he was HIV positive, but oh, was thanks. trying oh. to uh, have unprotected sex with a minor anyway. I think it was Montverde. Montverde. M-O-T? Yeah. M-O-N-T-V-E-R-D-E? So mm-hmm. it's just Verde, right? Mont-verde. Not Verde. Montverde. I thought Verde. it was Montverde. Well, I'm, I, I could stand I corrected, but I always thought it was Montverde. So, yeah. Maybe. Texting get a text. Service, Texas. In, I'm sure. We love these texts. This woman Especially at the... from the Trump people. <laughs> love these, to hear from them. These stories always have to be in Florida. A woman messed up a flight at OIA this morning because she was trying to bring her emotional support squirrel on the plane. <laughs> come on. And man. was not allowed to. No, come on. She was removed. This is fake news. This is some oh, kind of oh, no, Russian this is real. bot or whatever they call them. This is nope. very real. There's nope. a photo of her being wheeled off in her wheelchair, <laughs> flicking the people off. Is, she, is it in a cage? Is it in like a cat carrier? So <laughs> they, on, they, they, on a they, leash? Didn't, they didn't indicate that. A harness of some she, sort? She was removed from this Frontier Airlines flight uh, last night after the airline refused to let her fly with her support squirrel. She was flying from Orlando to Cleveland uh, and told them that she would be boarding with an emotional support animal, but never indicated that it was a squirrel. The airline said, adding that rodents, including squirrels, are not allowed on its flight. Now, who has that job? You go talk to her. No, I'm not. You go talk to her. I'm Some, not going to talk to her. You go tell her she can't, she can't fly with a squirrel. <laughs> you make the new guy do it. He's like, damn it. It's like hazing for airline employees. Pardon me, madam, but it's come to our attention... That uh, you have a squirrel with you. <laughs> we're gonna have now to we're gonna add to... some frequent flyer miles, but we're gonna have to ask you to leave the aircraft yeah. with your squirrel. Apparently, she caused a big fuss. So, Delta said in a news release, con- customers have attempted to fly with turkeys, gliding possums known as sugar <laughs> gliders, snakes, spiders, and more. See, this is BS. I'm sorry. If it's BS, I'm almost at the point where, unless it's a seeing eye dog or a, or a dog, a, a, some kind of dog, because you're suffering from PTSD. The most, I, th- I actually believe most either they're crazy, you know, they're a little bit off uh, off the rail, so to speak. And I think, you know, you got a support squirrel who's putting their stamp of approval. Who says, okay, well, your squirrel has now passed all the tests that are required for it to have this vest. 
and you can now uh, you're now allowed to. I'll give you some paperwork as well. You can now fly with your squirrel. If it just makes him feel good, Jim, it counts. And I understand PTSD, and I understand certainly people who need uh, the assistance of a, a of a seeing eye dog. But come on, now, folks. They got miniature miniature horses now that they're traveling with. I mean, seriously? Yeah. I think they kind of cracked down on that. Most airlines are sticking to cats and dogs. Somebody's got a turtle? <laughs> or a snake? Well, the only way I can fly is, uh, you know, is to fly with this uh, scorpion. If it can't fit under the seat in front of you or in the overhead compartment, where does this animal go? I don't know if they have to buy another seat. Are they allowed another seat? Here's my support miniature horse. I think you do have to buy another seat. Hi, Mr. Phillips. Okay. Now, boarding group A and... I'm sorry. I mean... People traveling with small children. Come on. Elderly people who need assistance and anyone with miniature horses. Please board the plane now. Somebody's trying to get on board with a turkey. Yeah, there was that peacock a few months ago. You're filthy. Whatever, whatever makes you feel good, I guess. Well, I guess you could make the argument to a certain degree. Some of these animals, you can they're tr- you know, potty trained. But in a, you're not potty training a turkey. <laughs> yeah, no. Turkeys are too dumb for that. Well, they're, dumb, that. They're, they're, they're not dumb. They're just turkeys. Yeah, but they are dumb. <laughs> well, maybe. I remember learning in school that the farm-raised ones, when it starts raining, will stare straight up at the clouds till they drown themselves. You know, or peacocks. <laughs> peacocks are absolutely filthy animals. They're beautiful, but they're filthy. Poop all over the place. What's next, a Muscovy duck? Thank you. <laughs> That's what I've been wondering. I mean, it is, I, you know, I, and I sometimes wonder whether passengers, you know, you're sitting there, you've already boarded, you know, you're sitting there. You got everything put away. You're adjusting your seatbelt. Somebody comes along with a turkey. You're not allowed to say, "Hold on, just a minute." Now, I mean, let's just excuse let, me. Let's stop this. Do you remember? Can we have a vote? We have a quorum. Will somebody make a motion? Remember that goofball can't fly with a turkey. Nope. Remember that girl that uh, tried to fly out of Sanford with her pet hamster and then flushed it down the toilet when no. they said no. That's a very sad story, and now I'm upset. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that to you. And when it landed in somebody's pool? Yeah, something like that. You know, like the thing it landed on, you know, they're all connected inside the chimney, and then fell down into, uh, you know, the foam mattress uh, company, and lived happily forever after. Yeah, it got a job at that factory. (laughs) Uh, Full Full Sail is going to launch an esports arena early next year. It's going to be a new eleven thousand two hundred square foot arena dedicated to competitive gaming. And uh, it's in the school's efforts to establish itself as one of the leading esports locations in the country. It is. I saw it on uh, ESPN on Friday night. They were running it. I saw some of that too. Yeah, it's a big, big deal. I never. It's generational. I never, you know, tank and Mm -hmm. asteroids. That's (laughs) about as far as I got. That's not funny. It was popular in its time. Yeah. It just wasn't. You know. And I think the reason I didn't get into video games is. Yeah, I knew I wouldn't be able to figure out how to connect it all together. What do you mean? Like the cables. Oh. <laughs> I really, I'm not kidding you. It's like, I, I'm not going to be, you know. Well, if it helps, now the controllers are at least wireless. Yeah, there's so. only two cords that make them work now. 
They do kind of. You don't have to hook them up to your you do, TV. But they, yeah. they make it pretty simple. It's an HDMI cable now yeah. and a, a power plug for the console. I'm also afraid that if I started messing around with these things, that's all I would do. I would be I would be an addict. They are pretty fun. <laughs> but anyway, you want to do some birthdays? Yeah, do, do some birthdays. All right, let's go with uh, one Mr. Mario Lopez. Oh, Jim? Of Mario Lopez from... He's uh, the, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, and he's a host of various different 51. Shows. Ooh, 50. Jack's closer, 45. Eight points. He it'll be a great old. weekend. Of Van Halen fame, David Lee Roth. Oh, let's go Van Halen. Okay, 70s. He was 30, 25, 35 on top of that. 35 and 5, 40 on top of what he was then. 62. Uh, I'll just go up one sixty-three. Should have done the courtesy or 64 today. Well, whatever. I'll he gets a point. Whatever. Good enough, bro. Now it's tied. Like trash me. I got yeah. the point. Excuse me. Like, Sorry. Thanks for your critique. Excuse my bad, guys. It I is a tie this. game. No, all right. Finally, Dale Earnhardt Jr., the Intimidator Jr. He is now, uh, believe it or not, 37. Yeah. 38. 44. Oh, he would is? You believe it? Yeah. Woo! I thought he was younger, too. It's going to be a great week. And that's, that's all the news that I have for today. All right. Thank you, Mr. Pinkman. Good job. Take a break. By the way, we'll open up the lines right now. As soon as they're all blinking, Mr. Pinkman will pick one of them at random, and that person will play against him in a bonus round of closest to the pin to see if they win good fortune for the rest of their life or face bad luck for 24 hours. Next on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From the... And now, The Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! That's right, very exciting uh, for one reason. Hurricane Michael not making landfall here anywhere near Orlando. Time for that bonus round of closest to the pin. Megan's on the line. She'll play against Pinkman on this bonus round should Megan win. Of course, she will get a You Matter business card that guarantees her good fortune for the rest of her life. Should Megan lose, however, that would mean 24 hours of bad luck. Mr. Pinkman, you can go to the soundproof booth. Okay. We'll bring you back in a couple of minutes to set your handicap for the afternoon. Megan, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. I have 10 questions for you, Megan, including the crow question, the famous crow question at the end. Jack will keep score yep. and have the countdown as well. Are you ready? I am. All right, here we go. In Let's three, get it underway. In three, two, one, begin. Hey, Megan, Mur uh, Hurricane Michael is making landfall in the Florida Panhandle, but Hurricane Opal made landfall on Pensacola Beach in what year? 1925. The band called the Scorpions had a song titled Rock You Like a Hurricane, released in what year? 1986. How old is Kid Rock? 45. How old, uh, I mean, actor Rock Hudson died in what year? 1999. English explorer Henry Hudson, Hudson River, get it? Explored much of the Northeast and Canada, but died in what year? 1910. The movie called A River Runs Through It with Brad Pitt was released in what year? 
2004. That movie takes place in Montana. What's the population of Montana? Six million. Tony Montana is a fictional character in the movie Scarface starring Al Pacino. That movie was released in what year? Oh, 1972. Scarface runs how many minutes? Uh, 206. Uh, get it within 25, you went outright. Actor Stephen Bauer was in Scarface. If Bauer was a crow in Havana, Cuba, his place of birth, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Nassau in the Bahamas? 117. Time. All right, there we go. All right, I have her time. All right, one in, there he comes. Megan. I have a niece named mm-hmm. Megan. Mm-hmm. Nice name. She was my navigator in driving around Montreal. Oh, we've got to catch up with that story. All the signs are in French. You I'll know. just give you a little hint. Uh, Jack got caught up in a protest in Montreal. <laughs> True story. I did, too, when I was in uh, England a couple of years ago. Really? But not as big as the one you were in. Ten questions for you. What you're going to do is roll the dice. <laughs> Jim whatever, was in Brexit. Yeah. Whatever, you, yeah, whatever you roll will add to the number 18. That will be your handicap. Here we go. Okay. Oh, seven. Seven. Yeah, okay. 25-second handicap. Are you ready? 25. Yes. All right, here we go. Reset the clock for Pinky and begin in three, two, one, go. Pinky, Hurricane Michael is making landfall in the Florida Panhandle, but Hurricane Opal made landfall on Pensacola Beach in what year? Nine. 1960. The band called The Scorpions had a song titled Rock You Like a Hurricane, released in what year? 1981. How old is Kid Rock? He is 48. Actor Rock Hudson died in what year? 2001. Uh, English explorer Henry Hudson, Hudson River, get it? Explored uh-huh. much of the Northeast in Canada, but died in what year? Uh, 1789. The movie called A River Runs Through It with Brad Pitt was released in what year? 1998. That movie takes place in Montana. What's the population of Montana? Two million. Tony Montana is a fictional character in the movie Scarface starring Al Pacino. That movie was released in what year? 1982. Scarface runs how many minutes? Uh, 180. Get it within 25, you went outright. Actor Stephen Bauer was in Scarface. If Bauer was a crow in Havana, Cuba, his place of birth... You would have to fly how many miles to reach Nassau in the Bahamas? Um, 87. Time. Oh, boy. Here we go. Let's score it. Okay. Ooh, the time is close. Hurricane Opal made landfall on Pensacola Beach in what year, Megan said? 1925. And Pinkman. 1960. 1995. Oh, Pinkman gets a point. Scorpions had that song titled Rock You Like a Hurricane, released in what year, Megan said? 1986. Pinkman, 1981. 1984. Oh, Megan is closer. Ties Damn the game. Man. How old is Kid Rock? Megan, Megan said. Megan said 45. Pinkman, 48. 47. Pinkman edges her out. Back and forth. <laughs> Actor Rock Hudson died in what year? Megan said 1999. Pinkman, 2001. 1985. Megan ties the game. Henry Hudson, the English explorer. Explored much of the Northeast and Canada, but died in what year? Megan said 1910. Pinkman, a bit earlier, went with 1789. Not early enough. Uh, Henry Hudson died in 1611. Uh, Pinkman now retains, regains the lead. It's 3-2. to two. A River Runs Through It, a movie with Brad Pitt, was released in what year? Megan went with 2004. Pinkman, 1998. 1992. 
That's Pinkman oh. with a 4-2 to two lead. The movie takes place in Montana, one of my favorite movies. That doesn't mean anything. What's the population of Montana? Megan went with 6 million. Pinkman, a cool 2 million. It's Montana. It's 990,000. Nobody that goes was there. Close. Yeah, Pinkman's up 5-2. to two. Henry Winkler does. Tony Montana. He vacations there. Tony Montana, he's a big fly fisherman. So is, uh, what's his name, uh, 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 Beetlejuice. Oh, uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Points. I'm Batman. Tony Montana is a fictional character in the movie Scarface, starring Al Pacino. That movie released in what year? Megan said 72, Pinkman 82. Whew, 1983. Oh, Pinkman. man, so close. Yeah, it's 6-2. Mm. Scarface runs how many minutes? Yeah, not looking good for Megan here. She said 206. Pinkman went with a three-hour movie of 180 minutes. It's 170 minutes. Ooh, Pinkman. Oh, yeah, so he's up 7-2, to two, but we come down to this. You can take it, Megan. You can do it. it can you be can yours. do it. Get it within 25. You went out right. Actor Stephen Bauer was in Scarface. I think he played Tony Montana's cousin. Cousin, Yeah, cousin's brother, also in Breaking friend. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yes. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gained a little weight. Yes. If Bauer was a crow in Havana, Cuba. Cuba, excuse me. I was Cuba say works. Cuba. That's the way we pronounce it. His place of birth, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Nassau in the Bahamas, Megan said? 117 miles, Pinkman Jim. said. 87 miles, Jim. In fact, Stephen Bauer in Havana, Cuba, would have to flap his wings in order to reach Nassau, fly a total of 345 miles. Megan gets the point. Pinkman wins the game. Sorry, Megan. 24 hours of bad luck for you starts right now. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. Pin, pin, Yeah, happy National Tic Tac Day. Tic Tacs, huh? I mean, it's good if you need a mint. It's not an Altoid, but it'll do. I'll take an Altoid any day. Agreed. Please. (laughs) Even as a candy. Yeah, Tic Tacs are for babies. Altoids are for grown We sell Altoids in in the candy section? Yes, next to the Tic Tac. <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> Curiously refreshing, though. And curious. I like the strong. cinnamon ones the best. Do you? Uh, nah, and then you I'm, get I'm to a keep the green. tin. You can always have the tin. You never yeah. know. You, know, you, put oh, some... yeah, you can build stuff out of them. Oh, yeah. Or you got miniature first aid kit. Yeah, you can put collect. something valuable away, put it in your house. Nobody's going to steal a box of Altoids, are they? Yeah. Or maybe that's the first thing they check. Yeah. Yeah, you open it up. Yeah, leave this uh, box of Altoids on top of the safe. Let's see if anybody. $1,000 bills in there. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, Jack will have his audio file, probably talking about the Yankees. What? Probably talking about his trip to Canada. What? Got caught in a protest involving, well, he'll tell you how many people. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. Ask not what your country can do for you. And the agony of defeat. God bless you, Dr. People. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Just in case you're interested, the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 832 points today, the worst market performance in February. Let's see, what are you going to do? Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. There goes my top story. Thanks, Jim. I have audio of it today. (laughs) Ouch. That was the Dow falling eight. (laughs) 
800 <laughs> points, and that's based oh, on uh, uh, technology firms leading a broad decline amid fresh tension with China. Uh, it was their uh, stocks had their worst day in eight months. I so, Obama. Uh, I'm sure it'll. I'm all, sure. I'll come back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, eight hundred thirty-two sort of, points. How about yeah, big rebound? Would, would you take half of that pack? Well, they kept saying, "No, there's going to be a correction." You know, it's you know it rose a lot over the past couple of years. So, you know, a couple of dips here and there. No dips. That's not a dip. Oh, Mary! Only, you oh. only have to worry about this if you're close to retirement. I know, and I am <laughs> not. I told Kathy, "Get some more cat food. I need more cat food." <laughs> You got a couple months. You're good. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be back up by then. Um, <laughs> but speaking of all news happening today, uh, here's the deal. Hurricane Michael. It was in a, a high category form, almost a category five storm. Thanks. As it, This thing came out of nowhere because I swear two days ago, I did not know about this oh, storm. Yeah. You know, I, yes, I was out of the country, but then I just, I, I uh, two, maybe three days ago, I first uh, heard about we're, it. We're right here, and we didn't hear about it really? until like okay. two days ago. So, it just popped up out of nowhere. It wasn't just me. So, uh, you know, it, it was like with Irma, we had a week to prepare. Yeah. This thing just popped up, you know, uh, you know, south of Cuba and just uh, just by the Yucatan and kind of stormed up the Gulf. And today, around 1 p.m., made landfall near uh, Mexico Beach, uh, just a little bit east of Panama City Beach. 155-mile-an-hour winds at landfall, but because of the uh, temperature, the National Weather Service says this could present some wind uh, problems for inland states as well. The forecast continues hour by hour to get worse for our friends from the Panama City area all the way down to Apalachicola, Florida. I mean, just the bottom line is they've never seen a storm like this in that region of the country. Yeah, hey, Jim, you know, uh, stop uh, bitching about the Dow Jones. My house just blew away. Yeah. Pinkman has the latest coordinates of the storm, Hurricane Michael. As of their last check, about 30 miles east-northeast of Panama City, 60 miles west of Tallahassee, continuing to move north-northeastward at 15 miles per hour. It's a fast one. Yeah, CNN uh, guy almost got his head chopped off today. Yeah, oh, boy. Piece of flying. Down uh, she's down there? Yeah, they put Brooke out in Destin. Yes. Unfair. She still looks nice, though. And Jim, there's branches in the street at Tel- in Tallahassee, Florida. Storm moving north-northeast 50 miles an hour yeah. with a wind speed of 140. The dome is still on the Capitol building. It's going to spin off like a top. Yeah. And then we're going to look like Venezuela. Yep, Caracas. That was the word from uh, Trump. <laughs> yeah. That if Gillum is elected governor, Florida will become like Venezuela. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a fun one yesterday. <laughs> he is entertaining. <laughs> Beautiful. Anyway, Tremendous. I took a break uh, from politics because, after all, this was the time of the year where I like to focus on sports. Yankee baseball. Absolutely, Jim. The Yankees made the postseason yeah. again, trying to build on last year's success. Last year, just one game away from the World Series. So when you go that far, you fire your manager bring on a first-year uh, manager, you expect, okay, and we added some players. We're going further this year, which meant the World Series. But first, you have to win the championship series. And prior to that, you have to win the division series. The division series. That's who they play, the Boston Red Sox. Jim, I was able to be at Game 3. It's the 
My third playoff game ever. I've been to two World Series game. One with you when it was the Yankees and Marlins. Right. Yankees lost that game. I went to a Marlins-Cleveland World Series game. But this was my first Yankee postseason game in Yankee Stadium. How exciting. And playing the Red Sox. I walked into that place. It was I wasn't even touching the ground. It was just so electric and fun, and the people chanting, yeah. and we're all screaming along those first couple innings. Actual audio from my seat along that right field line. Let's go, Yankees! Let's go, Yankees! Let's go, Yankees! So that was fun. I was, you know, just 10 rows in, and so I had really good seats. Just And it was a beautiful night. It was kind of misty all day long, but it cleared up. And just a cool breeze, low 70s. And Yankees, um, the first couple innings, just hanging in there. You know, And when you are there and you know uh, like all that tension and the whole 50,000 people all just responding with uh, appreciation and great things happen like this when there was an out at first base. There you go. And you're cheering along, and it's great. And that's the last I remember, Jim. That's the last I think I remember. I don't even know who won that game. I don't know who won any <laughs> game since then. It's all, like, been blocked out. Blind I, rage. You know how when you, a patient will slip into shock and they, <laughs> just because their body just is overloading and they can't handle it? I think that's what happened to me. I slipped into shock at some point during the top of the fourth inning it on happens. Monday night. Yeah, uh, making yeah. those decisions. I mean, it was like, can't you just throw in the towel after a while? <laughs> can't you just? Oh, they did. Well, no, they did. Here's the deal. Um, and pitching, the pitching failed, and so you need pitching and timely hitting. Yankees stranded a bunch of men on base. Boston was just a better team, and 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 Boston has been better all year long. Hundred and eight wins, led the majors, um, and they have to play Houston now. However, um, in that game, that specific game. You bring in another pitcher, and they give up runs. And at a certain point, you don't want to use any pitchers that you might want to use in your elimination game the next night. So the Yankee put in their backup catcher to pitch, and he gave up a home run to Holt for Boston, who with that home run became the first Major League Baseball player ever to hit for the cycle in postseason. And the cycle is when you get a single, a double, a triple, and a home run all in one game. And Holt did that for Boston uh, based on that home run. I came, I, I looked, saw that home run, and that was the last thing I saw on the field because that's when I turned around and said, let's go. Took uh, the number four train to the number two. So what inning did you leave? <laughs> Eighth inning. Would you yeah. ever wear a Yankees cap and a Yankees jersey to uh, to a Boston Red Sox game? I would, and I don't think it's as bad as it used to be. I because uh, I saw some Red Sox yes. people in the stands, and I watch I watch Yankee games all the time in Fenway. You see Yankee fans in Fenway wearing their stuff, Not and I I saw Boston fans in there, and no one's giving them a hard time. Well, would you wear it at a Phillies game? Do they? Oh no, in Phillies. People... You know where I wouldn't wear it? Well, the National League, aren't they? I wouldn't wear it. Uh, 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 at a Miami Dolphins game. That's where, uh, surprisingly, Miami is really, really where, yeah, they, they it, it, it gets ugly down there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I was, I did, at one point, I, I wish I recorded this, but you don't record things in the men's room. I wouldn't have the nerve. In the men's room, and there was a guy in a Boston jersey, and this one fan was just cursing him up and down. What do you like, Brady? And then pr- <laughs> proceed to, you know, start eviscerating him because 
Obviously, he had to be a fan of New England and so accuse him of being someone who would fillet Tom Brady. Hey, I'm just, <laughs> trying, just trying to pee. You know what I'm saying? Come That's on, baseball. Really? Hey, get out of here. <laughs> Go back to your seats. You're I don't want no trouble. Tom Brady's. Yeah, and so... <laughs> It was a little ugly there. But outside of that, it was a very pleasant evening. Would you so like, well, I'm not going to give anything away because I got a text from you uh, that night. Yeah. I wasn't feeling very, I'd forgotten all about the game. I Duh. can't believe that. So I'm reading. Go ahead. You and, can say and, it. No, uh, nah, I'm like, so. Because uh, <laughs> was it, I mean, did the Yankees score and I sent you a text, see a, see a, see a, or was that the, what game was that? That, that might have been last night. Yeah, well, I said, yeah. no, nah, it wasn't yeah. last night. Oh. It was, no, it was Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, see ya, see ya, see ya. Yeah, and yeah. then you said, staring at the St. Lawrence River, yeah. listening to this on the radio. I'm going, God, he can't even find a TV to no. watch it. here's the deal. I was at a wedding reception Saturday night. So I'm in Canada. I'm in Montreal. That's not The right. first two games, Friday night, and uh, we're at a bar, and there's no TV. And I'm like, oh, really? This, you know, but you're doing mm. a family thing. The next day, the wedding reception no TV, but Lame. then I just I brought up the app on my phone and I was listening to the game. So I'm kind of walking, and where the venue was like this this mansion on the St. Lawrence River in Montreal, yeah. you know, uh, just south of Montreal, and it was just gorgeous. So I'm just staring out, listening to the game, which is cool. I don't mind listening to the game on the radio. I, I, you know, it's, it's here. It is Monday yeah. at nine yeah. twenty four in the evening. Yeah, I'm in bed reading. I just you know whatever. I'm just uh -huh. not feeling it. And he goes. Four hundred dollars for this. <laughs> so, and I got for what? He says I'm at the Yankee game. And I said, "Oh my God, holy!" You know, whatever. I, I yeah. text it back. I said, "What's the score?" And he said, 10-1 Red Sox." <laughs> so on Monday morning, I we drove from Montreal, and it was a six out, well, seven out, seven and a half with traffic, but. Got back, got to the stadium, you know, bottom of the first inning. I'm walking in the stadium, and it was great for a couple innings, and it was just, yeah, well. it was magical, and then it wasn't. It was a good game last night. It was. Right and down to the wire. That's, I, you know. Despite them not tying the game by two inches. <laughs> That's it. It's a game of inches, Jim. Two inches Boy, from so. tying that game. That's what my high school coach said. Boston and, and Nunez, they, he made a fantastic play, and you know, and congratulations to the Red Sox going on to play Houston. Yeah, for sure. But uh, that would have been a great game to be at because you were in it until the very end with the hope and the and, and just the 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 tension there. Right. But the game I was at, a blowout at home, is not the game you want to be at. All right, so I guess so I'm rooting, rooting for the Yankees. Yes, sir. All right, because my brother uh, Johnny got a, a photo taken with Phil Rizzuto. All right, so I'm rooting for the Yankees, right? <clears throat> I don't know what else to root for, so they're out. So now it's Boston and Houston. So I'm an American. I guess I'm an American League fan. So who am I supposed to root for? Boston, who took out the Yankees. I don't have any connection. I got more of a connection to Boston yeah. than I do to Houston. Yeah. Well, what do you do? Or it's, you just like it's uh, you're not interested? I would actually like to root for the Red Sox, but I can't. And it's not because of the Red Sox. It's because some of their fans are just pure assholes. <laughs> and because of that, you know, it wouldn't be. My brother-in-law is a Red Sox fan, married to my sister, a Yankee fan. She's the one I went to the game with. He is a nice guy. We can talk baseball. But some of the fans who, you know, will contact me, aha, you know, and then there's, sure. there's just that over-the-top over rudeness. That's the reason I can't 
wish anything good on the Red Sox. Um, See, look, the last one, Jack, the Spankies suck just like your mom. Now, how am, I supposed, I, mean, how am I supposed to root gee. for the Red Sox if that's any uh, indication uh, of original. their level of fan? Yeah, that just shows now, you the level of mentality in that town. Guess that's what? not even a real city. I might have had a celebrity <laughs> encounter. Someone said uh, comic Bill Burr was in the men's room, and he talked about it on his podcast. So that same incident that I... Heard. I guess Bill Burr was in the men's room but as if well. Bill Burr was the guy getting yelled at. I would imagine Bill Burr is a oh, huge Boston fan. Yeah, he would have come back at that guy and destroyed him. Yeah, you yeah. can't stand a chance against Burr. I don't care. You know, that's yeah. not happening. Yeah, Boston. I mean, come on. Yeah, at least New, at least New York's a city. <laughs> Boston, but that's not even it's kind of you know they want to think of yeah. themselves as the same. Yeah. Oh, look at all our history and our claim chowder. Yeah, chowder. Yeah, lobster rolls. <laughs> Can't even speak proper English. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sign hey, yeah. Here. What do you think? <laughs> Going up to Gloucester for the summer. <laughs> sign here. Sign ah, here. Ah. <laughs> but it was fun taking the subway to yeah, the game. Good for you. Yeah, you get out, you know, get off at 161st and boom, down. You're in Yankee Stadium. Oh. It was fun. Anyway, I'm glad I did it. Maybe next year. I'm gonna plan again. Hey, next year. I expect him to be there. You know, I noticed not as many fans take their mitts to the game either, like they used to. A kid in front of us had one. That's fine, you're a kid. We, yeah, we were an area where we were definitely foul ball territory. Um, I like the idea of adults taking gloves. Like, come on. Yeah, you know, barehanded. They live your high school days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you catch it in a <laughs> cup of beer. That's what you're supposed to do. I did. I was so excited. Oh, so I bought a beer, so check it out. How much? 25-ounce can. Oh, I thought you were going to say $25. No, Ooh. close. 25-ounce can. I got a shock top. <laughs> it was uh, $14 and change. <laughs> That's not bad. Is it? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's not bad for where you were. but Right. It's, what, seven? It's like for a 12-ounce beer, you know, it's less than eight bucks. Yeah. You know, some Boston fan or somebody threw a, a can of beer at the, uh, do you see that? Kimbrough last, that. yeah. Not, see, that's not, that's not cool. That's not cool. It's not cool, bro. I can, you know. Yeah, because that cost him thir- twelve bucks. You just <laughs> yeah, there's still beer in it. I know. Well, what you a... need you need the beer to get the weight to I get guess. the distance. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, that's a twelve dollar beer beer right there. They have these twenty five ounce cans, so I had two of those. Fifty uh, ounces of beer, baby. Yeah, I know. Chicken strips. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Ah, I was there. <laughs> Four hundred bucks. Well, you, know, you got to do, you do yeah. well, That's fine. That's pretty good. That's not too bad. I'll tell you what. Until that moment when I scanned the ticket and the light went green, I wasn't convinced it was going to work. I had that fear every time I buy tickets online. Oh, like a fake ticket? Yeah. When, and because when I bought them, it was a game to be determined because it wasn't set yet that the Yankees were even in it because it was before their wild card game. And so there was the ticket was pretty vague. Yankees game one ALDS. And so it was like, well, it was game three of the series, but the first home game for the Yankees. So, but when the ticket like showed up with a barcode, I felt pretty good about it. But until that moment it scans, I'm always a little bit nervous. You're in right field? I was. Oh, so you saw Aaron Judge? Yes, sir. I think he's, we talked about this yesterday. I think he's going to get his teeth fixed. Would you? No. He's a good-looking guy. He doesn't need to. He's fine. Yeah, but I think he's self-conscious. I think him. he is, too, because he doesn't smile. I've seen him smile plenty. Yeah, but he closed mouth smiles most of the time. Yeah, it's like my mom with that crooked tooth. 
She wouldn't smile either. We did a whole analysis yesterday. Someone is texting Real Mobile 770 through one. How do you not realize Bill Burr is in the same bathroom as you? Well, main because there were like 30 people in the bathroom, yeah. and I was really just looking for the open urinal. And he, to be fair, he looks like every other middle-aged man from Boston. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you can't tell him apart. <laughs> he's got that shaved head, you know, he's got that attitude. Oh, wow. I, <laughs> he's a gigantic sports fan. I can't believe I had so much audio. We didn't even play that. Eh, what else you got? Um, so just, Before they start picking on me. Yep. Yeah, uh, moving on. <laughs> well, I imagine they are. Just don't read them. Okay. Oh, All wait. Right. So, block, uh, block, block. Oh, I'm supposed to finish it up with this, I guess. Here he comes. The one-two. Bouncing ball. Going to be a tough play. Nunez yeah. gloves. Throws. Yeah, they, get the, they get they won the division, they clinched the division, and they clinched the ALDS both at Yankee Stadium. And so they got to celebrate there and they move on to play Houston all right. in the American League uh championships. UCF's now number ten. Gators yep. uh, you know, toppled LSU last weekend. Well, normally Thank you. Go when, Gators. When the Yankees chomp, chomp, chomp. season end, <laughs> then I figure well, I'll focus on the Raiders now, but you know what Chucky driving that team into the ground. I, I still have UCF. Are they still in Oakland, or they moved to Las Vegas? They're in Oakland a couple, two more years. There's no way I'm going to root for Las Vegas. Yeah. I'm not yeah. doing it. I'll just, you know, I got UCF, and we got the Magic uh, starting, kicking off their season next Wednesday. That should be good for a yeah, while. Go Knights. A little bit. Yeah, and OC, uh, you know, Orlando City, they, you know, they're. I, I would hope that before the end of the season, they'll win a match. And it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great celebration when they finally win. Jim, so I'm walking around Montreal. Oh, there's not enough time to tell you this one. Let's no. come on. I, I, we only have a minute. So you got caught in a demonstration. So I'm walking around Montreal How many sightseeing. people are there, 50, 75 people? Uh, uh, so I come up, I hear it, I walk up, and I, a truck going by playing playing this on this speaker. Let's hear it. So, not sure what they're doing. The signs are in French. Finally, I but I'm looking at the crowd, and I'm looking at the flags, and then I see some signs in English. And so what happened is it, this was an anti-racism rally, Yeah. and this is in protest to October 1st. They had provincial elections in Quebec where the ruling party, the ruling, uh, uh, the CAQ party, got a uh, 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 ruling amount of seats, and Legault is their new leader, and he has promised to cut down on immigration, and he wants to pass a French test for new people coming into the country where they'd have to take that, and if they fail, you would deport them. Also, any city workers in position of authority could no longer wear any religious symbols like hijabs, um, Jewish kippahs, or uh, or Sikhs, uh, uh, turbans, or a Sikh head wrap. Head wrap, head wrap. So uh, there, it was... The protest was for anti-racism and pro-immigration you know, immigration and, and just because they really want to cut down on that. Jim, I looked at this line of people. I, it's hard to gauge a large crowd. There was at least 50,000 to maybe 100,000 people Ooh. marching in the streets in Montreal. It's French-Canadian French. People yes. from France will tell you they're not, they're not speaking French. 
Right. There's a similarity, but uh, people from France, no, this is not this is not the same thing. But so the the name of the I'm abbreviation told. of the party is is C A Q. Yeah. So there was a sign that said "Suck My," and then it said C A Q. Um, <laughs> Stop hate. Other people who said like "War to Fear from Your Ignorance" and "My Head Scarf." Yeah. But so it was different groups. I someone yelling "Black Lives Matter." I saw uh, some Antifa flags, you know, and it was just. Uh, pushing strollers, families marching. You, you carry know. a sign? I did not carry a sign. I was busy videotaping, and I'm trying to put together all the pictures and stuff I got, but it was just really neat just seeing 100,000 people. So first trying to decipher what the message is, and then when you figure it out, and it was it was just really neat watching them just roll through the city like it was just any other Sunday. Great city, isn't it? Yeah, Never really been neat. There. A lot, of construction, <laughs> a lot of construction going on, but Montreal was a lot of fun. Yeah, everything's in turmoil, whether it's this, the craziness down in Brazil now. Ooh, yeah. my goodness gracious. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Phillips File for this uh, Wednesday. We'll talk with Scott Maxwell later in the program. Shot doctors coming in, five-minute professor, all that good stuff. 375,000 people were... Uh, urged to evacuate along the uh, Gulf Coast because of Hurricane Michael that slammed into Mexico Beach, which I believe is a little bit east of Panama City. Be that as it may, Mexico Beach is just a small fishing town, but there are early reports that uh, many homes have been destroyed, some under, for all intents and purposes, underwater. Well, we should clear it up for some of our listeners. That is part of America, people. It's the most powerful hurricane to hit the continental United States in nearly 50 years. Came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Says uh, Mexico Beach, a tourist town, about midway along the panhandle. Lightly populated, 200-mile stretch of white sand beach resorts, fishing towns, and military bases. Apalachicola, we understand, is getting hammered. Let's see, what else do we have here? Again, Mexico Beach is part of the states. We're not. There's no wall. It's It's ours. Mexico mm. Beach, population 1,000. Storm shattered homes, leaving floating piles of lumber. Water was so high, they say, that roofs were about all that could be seen of many homes. So oh, there we go. It's Category 4 storm that, when it came ashore. Just shy, by the way, they say, of Category 5. At two miles per hour shy. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Not fun at all. Tell you what, we saw a video during the break. It looked like uh, one of these beachfront homes where the top floor was under construction. Yeah. And the wind just blew the whole top floor off the house. Well, count your blessings, I suppose. But the fact of the matter, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday. You know, the beach people are fine because uh, the inlanders will pay for their recon- help pay for their reconstruction and their insurance costs. Happens every damn time. You think that maybe someday we'd uh, we'd uh, we get a little bit smart, you know? If it's your main, if it's your domicile, it's your where you live because of your work. That's where you raise your family, your work. Over, I get that. I'll, I'll kick in a couple of bucks as we do, as I believe we do. There's a little added uh, on our property taxes to help people defray the cost of insurance. Yep. If they're beachside, yeah, I get that. But if it's a vacation home, no way. I don't want to come to an end if it hasn't come to an end already. You know, your house, your condo's destroyed once, twice, three times, and we're still paying for you to get a break on your insurance so you can afford to have your condo at the beach? Uh Uh-uh. I was talking to a guy at the airport yesterday who was flying to Houston. Yeah. His home was flooded, 
had to redo everything. And as soon as they paid his insurance company, but then they dropped him. Yeah, and then you go into a state system, and the state system is supported by taxpayers, and you go, what the hell am I doing? And I'm living in Orlando. I've been to the beach in 10 years. Well, you don't understand. It's important. You know, they give you that uh, that uh, that line of BS. Well, it's all, you know, the economy, and it helps the economy. How about a rule? You know, your house is destroyed. Your condo's destroyed. Guess what? You can't build anymore. We'll give you, we'll, you know, we'll cover that cost just, just so you can't build there anymore, all right? Kind of make you go away. But developers, they'll build. And most of these developers, they're not Floridians. You know, you build high-rises in New Smyrna, Daytona Beach, anywhere along the Atlantic coast or over in Siesta Key. These are not people who live here. These are people who come in from other parts of the country, you know, build up, and they said, what do I care? You know, I get our money, and then we go back to Chicago. It's the Chicago way. <laughs> yes. They come at you with two by four. You go out, you know, go after them with cinder block. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's the Chicago way. Sean Connery points. Oh, that was so easy. I, mean, I that's know. Just, that, that's Someone not, had to claim them. Yeah, I, I suppose, but that's not point. I don't know. Point you never word. leave points on the table. Anyway, market went. It's not a crash. Uh, but the market went into the uh, tank today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average. If you have stocks or mutual funds, I guess this is important. If you have a 401k plan through work, don't look at it tomorrow, all right? Just don't look at it. I'm giving you fair warning right now. Mm-hmm. Don't check it. Some people check their stuff every day, probably Moira. Some uh, <laughs> a couple of times a day. Still rich? Yes. <clears throat> <laughs> but uh, because uh, your your portfolio probably lost maybe three percent of its value, that's a chunk. Of, that can be a chunk of money. Eight hundred and something points. What was it? Eight hundred. Eight hundred thirty-one. Yeah, and change. So we'll round it off like eight thirty-two, like yep. we did with Jack yesterday. Yeah, because he what? wasn't here for Fritz on the street. You round up. Uh, we we had a quorum. We took a vote, and we decided to. How come every time I'm away down. and you have a quorum, you do something shady? So well, well we were, were afraid you were going to take it out of us today because of the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, loss. we were. <laughs> we were all shaking all day yesterday. Uh, That's why you haven't seen Fritz around all day. He's still yeah, where scared. is he? I have no idea. But anyway, Pinkman's pulled ahead of you. I guess, yeah, yeah, if you just keep stealing points from me and giving them to him. Oh, please. Casey got you some fair points. It's not our fault he only got nine instead of ten. So Casey's means- starting to look like John Belushi. Have you noticed that? Yeah. His hair's longer. He let his hair grow out a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. he's got a little bit of a, a scruffy goatee on yeah. his chin. You could take photos of each thing. You know, these two guys were related. Eee. Texter Real Mobile 77031 is powered by Sutherland Nissan, OrlandoNissan.com. Yes. Home of the lifetime warranty, Jim. They say roads are blocked on I-4 westbound right before Fairbanks, all three lanes. Oh. You know what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. They've got that new Fairbanks entrance to I-4. Right. They closed out the dippity-doo roller coaster uh-huh. from Fairbanks. Uh-huh. So now you go to the right instead of the left. It's fine. It goes on for maybe half a mile. And then it merges into one lane. 
Ooh, from Lee. I think it's Lee Road Traffic. Yes, that comes in right, and then fair the 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 people who uh, came up on the Fairbanks entrance to I four, and they merge. All of a sudden, it's just eh, it's one lane onto I four. But you buck, it's an accident happened. No deal. Okay. It's the Phillips <laughs> File on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Phillips File for our Tuesday Shot Doctor later on. Five-minute professor Scott Maxwell in about a half hour. Uh, we'll get the latest advisory from the National Hurricane Center that's slamming uh, Hurricane Michael, slamming into the panhandle. Uh, directly at Mexico Beach, which is east of Panama City, but they're getting hammered. Here's Buddy on Real Radio. Hello. Hi, hi, Jim. Hello. Hello. Jim, I wanted to tell you and Jack, uh, I listen to the show actually every day up here in St. Augustine on, you know, uh, iHeart. But uh, I've listened to you for many, many years. And uh, before I say anything, I want to tell you that I will horribly miss you all. When you're gone, where am I going? I think. Well, you know, you got something. You got some news I don't know about. What's going on around here? I'm always the last no. to find out. <laughs> no, I, I just, I love you. My whole family does, and. Uh, oh, thanks. That's uh, very nice. I want to thank you for uh, many, many years, um, many, many years. You and Moira, Jack, and I, I really like Pinkman too. So yeah, uh, he's okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I wanted to tell you guys. Now, I'm, I am originally from New Jersey. I've been in St. Augustine most of my Woo-hoo. life. Uh-huh. You guys, I know, are big Yankee fans. And you were wondering why a Jersey person would like someone other than the Yankees. But I was always a Mets and Jets fan. And when I was 14, my father bought a funeral home in Plainfield, New Jersey. And Ted Kennedy and Ethel Kennedy were down t- downstairs for a service. Uh-huh. And my mother said, oh, my God, come on downstairs. Ted Kennedy's down there. And I said to her, are you nuts? Tom Seaver's pitching. (laughs) (laughs) I always thought that New Jersey people were Mets fans as well as Long Island people were Mets fans. Mostly the boroughs, whether it's Manhattan, certainly the Bronx were Yankees fans. Am I I off on that? Like, look, I grew up in Westchester County, but I left when I was... Thirteen, but my brother was a big Yankees fan, and Jack's a Yankees fan. So why should I think you're mostly right? I think most of my old friends were Yankees fans, but I loved the Mets. I loved they were losers, and I was going for the underdog. And the Jets, they were losers too. And in 1969, Joe Namath and Tom Seaver took those teams to the championship. Yep. That's right. Beyond all odds, it was, I had a book that was called "The Year the Mets Lost Last Place." And well, you know, I've so, always been a sucker for a good-looking uniform, and uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, hands down, the Yankees have the best-looking uniforms. Well, they might, but I, I always went for the for I always went for the Mets, and I love the Jets, and, and uh, Seaver to this day, I yeah. think he's yeah. one of the best pitchers ever in baseball. But beyond that. One more thing. Sure. The band yesterday, you're right. They're the one of the best bands in history. And Levon Helm did not want Neil Diamond at that concert. Is that right? I so, didn't know that. All right, no, we'll check it out. Serious. That's a documentary. Thank you, sir, and thank you for the nice comments. That's the documentary Jack has yet to see. What? The Last Waltz? The Last Waltz, the greatest rock and roll <laughs> documentary ever made. I hear good things about it. Oh, my God. Never seen it. <laughs>
We're in a Scorsese film. Yeah. Not that that means anything, of course. Two-hour-long jam session. Yeah, basically. So with New Jersey and baseball, the south half of New Jersey is considered the Philadelphia television market. So you have a lot of Phillies fans and Eagles fans. Northern Jersey, from central Jersey north, it's the New York television market. So we would get Mets and Yankee games on the television. So you tend to gravitate towards the team you get to see a lot, and it would be Mets and Yankees. And my grandfather used to take us to Yankee games in Shea Stadium. Shea Stadium is where the Mets used to play. But for two years in the 70s, in 74 and 75, they were refurbishing Yankee Stadium, and the Yankees actually played their home games in Shea Stadium, which is now City Field. I was a Dodgers Ooh. fan. I actually went to uh, Ebbets Field when I was a first baseman for the Pleasantville Owls. Ooh. <laughs> Put the kids on the bus. you got these heavy wool uniforms, you know, uh-huh. you're sweating. But, you know, you're, you're, you're nine years old. You're ten years old or whatever. You know, it's the greatest thrill of your life. Watching Duke Snyder. Oh, who could forget Duke Snyder? Duke Snyder. I know all about Duke Snyder. Boy Campanella, the catcher for the great Brooklyn yeah. Dodgers before he was in a car accident and paralyzed for life. Who can forget Roy Campanella? I mean, I loved Roy Campanella. Absolutely. Dizzy Dean doing a you know a show from down on the field, an interview show. Oh, Dizzy Dean was one of the best. The great Dizzy Dean. Dean, Dean, Dean. You're a better man than me. Dizzy Dean. <laughs> Roger Kipling. You know. Points. You know, and then they, the, you, know, the, you know the story about that. And then, of course, then they moved to L.A. and they... We're down the stadium, and everybody boo-hoo. Oh, I, back I, I don't know what Bro- well, I don't know what Brooklyn fans did. I have no idea. I think some of them are still Dodgers. Think fans. so, or did they switch over well, to a, a New York team? Someone I, I texted yesterday and said, "If you're from Brooklyn, you should still be a Dodgers fan." I don't know how that works. I'm not quite sure how that works either. And anyway, I'm a neutral for the most part. I'm not a fanatic with any team. Never have been. Yeah, I'm not a baseball. The only reason I'm a Yankees fan now, at this moment, despite the fact that you know they're out of the season, is because I got my new Yankees cap. It is a nice cap. Yeah, this is like the original Yankees. That came all the way from New York. I know, and it's not a knockoff from the subway. No, this is a nice cap. Thank you, Jay. Absolutely. Instead of those foam, like those, you know, with the flat brim and the whole. Oh, like, wear like a little mine. bit over to the side. Yeah, I'm not. Well, these are all the rage. That looks fine days. on somebody your age. Got mm. that right, dude. But I can't put a hat on like that. <laughs> you call him dude? Yeah. No, I mean, I can't. I mean, yeah. I, I physically, of course, I can put the hat on, but it doesn't look right. A man my age should not. Is, that does, it's not right. Well, it works for me because I've always had. I'm not picking a, on you. I'm just I'm saying, just saying I, I have a big head. I, I, the curved bill doesn't work well for me, it frames my face weird. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a wide head. What would you do when you were in high school in St. Cloud? All those cowboy kids down there were wearing, you know, where they curved the belt almost to the point where it looked like a yeah a tube from I, a toilet roll. I had a few friends that would shove, roll. shove their hats down into cups just to get that curve in it. Yeah. Yeah, I never I'm, got I'm, I guess you need a more narrow face. For that, yeah, I like yeah. A, just like a little bend. Yeah, just a little bend. That's all. That's traditional to me. That's the style that, I wear. That's baseball. Yeah. That's a baseball cap. That's a, that's a cap. This is what you'd call a Jerry Reed trucker cap. Eastbound and down, baby. It's like the old T-ball caps, but now that you that bill has to be flat. That's the yeah. That's the. Style. But you don't have any cool mesh thing. on the back. 
Oh, yeah, That's a I real do. trucker's There's Oh, mesh. you do? Yeah. Okay. And I I always buy snapbacks because fitted heads fitted hats give me headaches on account of my large head. You and Jim have that problem. Big brains, right? Yeah, yeah right. it's a there's a lot of blood flowing up there. It's a whole thing. Yeah, but you're it's a different shape. I I have a ledge in the back of my head. It it extends oh, out. You got the head ledge. Looks, oh, head it's like ledge. a like a crane. Yeah, the back of mine's. I mean, flat. like a bird. It just. I mean, it's you know, you know, it's straight on. I think most people. Oh, that's a nice looking head. But if you saw me from the side, you said, "Jeez, man, what is that thing sticking out of the back of his head?" It's a it's a ledge. You and the, and they always said it's because my mo- mother didn't give me the old Swami treatment when oh, I was a baby. Your head. Yeah, I mean, just kind of rubbing your head to make it like you're working yeah. a piece of clay. I think I slept on my back a lot because the back of my head is super flat. Well, that's interesting because yeah. you have a flat back and I have a protrusion. Together, we'd have the perfect head. And I also have a dip. On the top of your head? Yes, right in the middle. If I go, if I extend my hand from the back of my head for, to my fore, forehead... It dips down in the middle, then comes back up. It's like a little head ravine. <laughs> Mark that. There's your show title. It's a, Jim's head ravine. True. It just comes down. And I'd be scared to death. I'm scared to death. I won't because I have that kind of hair. I don't think I'm going to lose much. I'm not going to be bald. But if I shave, I'm, death, I'm deathly afraid of even thinking about shaving my head because people would notice that. And probably collect rainwater or something. <laughs> it's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all going to get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right. You've got that right. The game is... Closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. You guys are right. Angel food cake is like a sponge cake. I just thought it was yeah. like cake cake. It's a lighter cake. Makes it. If you eat it, it feels like you're doing less damage to your body. Like in between, <laughs> what, a sponge cake and pound cake? Yes. That's angel food cake? Oh, yeah, because a pound cake is heavy. Very heavy. It's not light. It's filled. It's like a pound of cake. Yeah, pound cake. So what's regular cake? Just in between. What's a Duncan Hines cake? What, what would you call that type of cake? Cake. Yellow cake. Yeah. Uranium. <laughs> what he calls it? Oh, p- the box calls it yellow cake. It could be white cake. Oh, it could be white cake. White cake. <laughs> would y'all care to join us in the parlor for some white cake? It's just regular cake. I guess that's just, cake. I guess just regular cake. I'm playing nice. against. Uh, who am I playing against? Mark. Manny. I'm playing against Manny. Mark is the backup? Yes. All right. What's the prize? Oh, I'm glad you asked because win it before you can buy it. What? A pair of tickets to Burt Kreischer, the machine, <gasps> the Body Shots Tour on Sunday, February 10th at Hard Rock Live. The Real Radio 1041 pre-sale starts tomorrow from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. Pre-sale password is the machine. The machine is the pre-sale mm-hmm. password. That's yes. tomorrow at 10? Yes. Tickets, so funny. Tickets go on regular sale Friday, October 12th at 10 a.m. at all Ticketmaster outlets and the Hard Rock Live box office. He is hilarious. Love it when he's on the Monsters, and uh, now you get to see his stand-up at the Hard Rock. And he's a Florida boy. He is. All right, let's get this game underway, and let's get Manny on board. Hello, Manny. 
Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. You ready to play? I'm ready to win. Oh, boy. What do you know about Tom Hanks movies? Uh, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little. All right. A lot of them. <laughs> Let's see how you do. Pinkman's going to record your answers. Darn right. And we have a category submitted by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. It's called Tom's Hankies Emotional Tom Hanks Movies. Ooh, yeah. yeah all right. Yeah, we yeah. had a, a category called Moving Pictures, and it was Moving Movies. This is Tom Hanks Movies, so it's Tom's Hankies. Are you ready to go, Manny? <laughs> I'm ready. Reset the clock and begin in three, in two. In one. His mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yes, Forrest Gump, how much did it gross worldwide? Um, 800 million. The Green Mile was nominated for four Academy Awards. You may want to um, sneak some extra food because it's long. What's its runtime in minutes? Um, 100. 80 minutes. Tom lost his girl, Buddy Wilson, and nearly his mind in Castaway, released in this year. Um, 2004. Some people walked out of the theater following the graphic opening minutes of Saving Private Ryan. How many Oscar nominations for the film? Um, three. Toy Story, Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail, the list goes on and on. Let's flash back to Splash. In what year did that come out? 1987. Time. Good job, right. Manny. We're going to put you, you on hold. Well. We're going to bring Jim back in. Nothing on David S. Pumpkins, huh? <laughs> that was the saddest role. I what you can expect because we're getting into Halloween season on Saturday Night Live. They they'll probably find a way to bring it back. Oh yeah, because they did last year. Any questions? <laughs> so funny. I don't like it when you guys are laughing. Uh, we I'm were do, we were making fun of Boston again. Jim, Pinkman and I have the job of filling time for the amount <laughs> of time it takes you to casually stroll back into the studio. That's rude. And Pinkman said something funny, so I was uh, laughing at it. What did you say about Boston? Didn't say anything about Boston. No, I, I just said he was making fun of Boston. I can't tell you what I said. Oh, he was lying to you. I'm sorry. Because we can't tell him what we were talking about because it might pertain to today's uh, game. Oh, yeah, that's why he was lying. So, yes. Yeah, it was a justified lie. Thank yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Habeas corpus. It was a white lie. A white lie. <laughs> Jim, category submitted by Brad, co-producer for All Things Lying yeah. here <laughs> on the show. It's called Tom Hankies. Tom's Hankies. Emotional right. Tom Hanks movies. Jeez, I'm going to think of them all. Tom Hanks movies, emotional ones. Follow up on the moving pictures category we had a week ago. Ready to play? Wait a minute. Give me a couple seconds. No, three, two, one. Manny didn't get a couple <laughs> seconds. All right. Okay, go ahead. In three, in two, <laughs> in one. His mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yes, Forrest Gump. How much did it gross worldwide? Uh, $550 million. The Green Mile was nominated for four Academy Awards. You may want to um, sneak in some extra food because it's long. What is its runtime in minutes? 148. Tom lost his girl, Buddy Wilson, and nearly his mind in Castaway, released in this year. 1989. Some people walked out of the theater following the graphic opening minutes of Saving Private Ryan. How many Oscar nominations for the film? Seven. 
Toy Story, Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail. The list goes on and on. Let's flash back to Splash. And what year did that come out? And then I got divorced. Then I got the divorce. 1984. Time. Wow. You wow. just gave up on time there? I did because I think because <laughs> I, I thought I could figure it out. Oh, we'll see if it pays off. For I'm it. adding five seconds to your time. Uh, you are aware of that. Well, right? add another five. It doesn't matter. I'm going to lose on time. He lost on Wait. time yesterday. Did he? Yeah. I added five seconds. Are you, I, I, I want you to be clear on what you're giving me permission to add here. Because you said add another five seconds. You want me to add another five seconds? Add five to the five. Oh, man. Bold. That, that kind of changes things. Well, that maybe, you goes. know. Let's see who how you play. You're playing against Manny. Uh, Manny. Uh, like to live in the danger zone. Manny's last name is Hanks, <laughs> by the way. Manny Hanks. <laughs> um, And he's a fan of Forrest Gump. The movie had its own Facebook page, Forrest Gump. I guess yeah. they all do now. I don't, even, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Anyway, uh, for worldwide gross, how yeah. much did Forrest Gump make? Manny okay. said. $800 million. Wow. Jim said. $550 million. The answer, $678 no. million. Jim is off by 128. Manny's off by 122. He said $800 million? Yep. Manny is closer. <laughs> Six million. <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. I'm not laughing. Point for Manny. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Based on the Stephen King's 1996 uh, novel, The Green Mile. Yeah. Love this movie. Fantastic. I didn't realize it was this long. How long in minutes? Bring in some white cake. What? Uh, Manny said. 180 minutes. Ooh. Jim. 148 minutes. Off by nine minutes. Ah, ah, ah. 189 minutes. Three hours and Damn. nine minutes, Manny gets the point. It's two nothing. It doesn't oh. feel that long. It, it doesn't. It, it pulls you in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Michael yeah. Clark Duncan points. Uh-huh. Oh, Jeff. Uh. <laughs> Come back. It's kid. not over. Come on, Jimmy. Come on, baby. Come on, you can do this. A movie I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, Federal Express, I believe, had some good product placement in it. Uh, so did the volleyball company Wilson. Um. How? Uh, what year did Castaway come out? Yeah. It was released in what year? Manny said. 2004. Jim. I'm 1989. Way off. JR. 2000, Manny gets a point. It's 3 nothing. Oh, man. How many more? Two more. Oh, jeez. I got to get, get two on the money. Okay. How many Oscar na- nominations for Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. Manny said. Three. Jim. Seven. 11. Jim gets a point. Oh, it's Jim's three on the one. board. Need to get this out of the money. By the way, it won five, including Best Director for Steven Spielberg. Nice. Oh, I am going to get screwed. Ron Howard. I just, I just screwed myself. Ron Howard's breakthrough as a director. <laughs> Son of a gun. Ron Howard's breakthrough as a director. I think I, I, think I got this. <laughs> sleepless, no, not Sleepless in Seattle. It's Splash. I know. Daryl Hannah. I know. John I get the Candy. Math. Tom Hanks. I remember where I was. I what remember year? what I was doing. Manny said. 1987. Jim. Nuh-uh. After much deliberation, landed on 1984. The answer? 1984. Double points. <laughs> it goes to time. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's 3-3. Three to three. Jim tied it up with that last oh, one. No. Oh, no. Manny answered. In one minute, six seconds. Uh-oh. Point nine. Crap. With Jim's 
10-second handicap. Son of a gun. Answered in one minute, 10 seconds. What? Jim, you lost <laughs> because by you added four five. seconds. Because you added an extra five. And this is not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. I don't know why you are either. We're, we're nervously laughing. We're scared. I'm nervously laughing. Like when the Yankees lose, I nervously yeah, we're laugh. We're scared. Good or job, Manny. Good job, buddy. Thanks for playing closest to the pin. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. Oh, it's not often you get games like that. I, but I, I warned you. I said I need I you know, to be clear. I know, I know, I know. I, could, yeah. See, I, was, I thought I was closer on other ones. Oh. That's stupid. That stupid castaway. What was? What did I say? 1989. Yeah, 80 no, I don't know what I was thinking there. But you, so with your traditional five second handicap, you still won by a second, even with that long delay. You just assumed you already lost on time. I think. Oh, that one boy. hurt. Uh, yeah, wow, that, that one hurt. That might have been I'm one hurt. of the worst this year. I don't think you've ever lost on time where you conceded extra handicap. Oh, good job, Manny. You got you like the Red Sox. You got me right from the get go. You got to get him right. You know you got to. Who's the backup? Poor yeah, Mark. Right yeah. from the beginning. <laughs> Poor Mark. I'm sorry, Mark. I apologize. Mark, you, I wish I could offer you a prize. <laughs> He's not going away. Let me talk to him. <laughs> the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Mark, call me next week. I'll get to the head of the line. Okay. No problem, my friend. Let's get the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Virginia is warning residents over the age of 12 that they can do up to six months jail time if they go trick or treating. Unfair. This is clear-cut ageism. Someone call the ACLU. Next, police were called to a Domino's Pizza in Gloucester, Massachusetts after a family posed a sit-in protest. They were apparently not happy with how cold their order was when it was delivered to their doorstep. They're quoted as saying ask not what yo pizza can do fahio but what yo can do fahio pizza. Sign here. Finally, two men have been put in jail after they reportedly forced a kidnapping victim to strip naked and dance to Whitney Houston songs. Do they not know there are plenty of men who will do this without coercion? Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And transmission. Yeah, buddy, if you're in the market for a new home or you just want to refinance the one you have, uh, you don't have to go to the banks. There's a better place to go. We are not the banks.com. Brad Siebert and his team, they're not the banks. This is what they do. They're a direct lender. Their mortgage is made easy. They focus on this, taking you uh, through every step of the lending process, letting you know what you're going to need and uh, what to anticipate. They have a certified home buyer program where you eliminate the doubt. You will actually have an advantage in a multiple offer situation with the certified home buyer program. Uh, if you have good credit, they'll get you a lower great rates. If you've had credit problems in the past, they can still work with you. And if you are military, they specialize in VA loans as well. For all your mortgage needs, go to their website. It's wearenotthebanks.com. Coming up next on this Wednesday edition of The Phillips File, a conversation with Scott Maxwell. From the You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio 
I'd like to make something abundantly clear. Yeah. Right, yeah. That this particular song was not chosen by yours truly or any member of uh, of the staff. No. This was a request yeah. by uh, Scott Maxwell, who writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando uh. Sentinel. Joins us every uh, Wednesday at this time. Unreal. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just demanded that we play the Scorpions, which I believe is a German band. Correct. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And they have any of their hits. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. like a tornado. <laughs> yeah, let's talk with Scott Maxwell. Down you like a flood. And uh, <laughs> let, me ju- let me just ask you, does that st- is that song still as good as it was when it was first released? I was looking for a snub-nosed revolver to stick in my mouth <laughs> while I was listening to it on hold. <laughs> Isn't it amazing sometimes you listen to Stan? You know, it's a very popular song. You just love it. I don't know whether it's... Whether a song gets overplayed or whether you just look well, back over the years and say, "That really, that really, that blows." That song is awful. What, what, what I what came to mind while I was listening to it is the chorus is fine, but uh, the lead up you could drive from downtown to Cocoa uh, Beach before you got to it. Uh, it was only yeah. thirty eight seconds long. <laughs> that was the longest thirty eight seconds of my life. You got that right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Thank God yeah. we're not in the Panhandle. That's all I can say. I guess they're just getting oh. punished. They're really getting pounded up there. Oh, we did you hear? This is like one of the what the, the third toughest storms to hit like landfall yeah. ever. Yeah. So, uh, and where did that come from? Yeah. I mean, where did it, it was all saying? Yeah, I get a little storm. I guess everybody was so focused on Kavanaugh and the drama and the theatrics around that that no one was paying any, paying any attention to the storm that brewed up off of uh, the Yucatan Peninsula headed this way. It's a little bit that, but this thing, if you think about all the ones we've talked about in the last two years, these things were these monsters, threes, fours, and fives, and were hundreds of miles away uh, when we were looking at them, and then they petered out by the time we get here. This was the exact opposite. When a lot of people went to bed last night, this thing was barely a two, yeah. uh, and then it, this now it's almost pushing five in, in a matter of 24 hours, so I, I think it's been out there, but the, the strength was uh, massive, and as, as I'm sure you know... That is not mountainous territory no. uh, up in the panhandle. So if you talk about like a foot of sea rise, that that takes you about to Georgia. Well, I think it's the uh, Russians. I think it's, really? uh, yeah, well, yeah, I think they now have the, you know, they screw around with our elections and uh, Facebook and everything and else. Those, uh, I think they've come up with a system where they seed clouds and the now sound form, waves. Now form, yeah, exactly. The sound waves down in Cuba, yeah. that machine. Just another, they're just messing around some more with us. Thanks a lot, Paul Manafort. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the part uh, what I have uh, am writing about uh, for in my column for tomorrow is that while most normal people see these monstrous uh, storms and they get scared for their property and their well-being, politicians they start getting little tingles in their dingle. They get really <laughs> excited. 
by these things because nothing excites a politician more than the chance to get in front of a camera and right. tell everyone to hunker down. Yeah, and well, if you're a Democrat or Republican, you want to be in front of the TV. Well, especially if uh, if it's election time. But you know, you yep. you, you know that can go either way because uh, the day after this thing hits. You know, if there's so much destruction and, and you know, every little every little problem is is magnified. And, you know, I could even venture to say, here's a theory. If the damage is so bad that by Election Day, people in North Florida say, oh, I can't I can't I can't do this. I got you know, I got to wait for the contractor. I got to wait for the insurance company. I got to wait, whatever it is. They're not going to turn out the vote in North Florida's primarily Republican territory or am I way off on this? That, that, that actually, I, I will give you credit. I had not thought about that. It, it could depress turnout there. Sure. However, let me give you the flip side. All right. This storm is hitting not too far away from Tallahassee. In fact, Tallahassee is probably going to get bonked. So you, it, it is going to hit the city where the mayor is running for governor yeah. and where the governor is running for U.S. Senate. I'm going to give you the flip side. This is going to be the most quickest, biggest response to a hurricane in the history of United States storms, three weeks before Election Day. Let me move on to your column today. Your column today is about, I wouldn't even say judge, I'm just going to say Eric (laughs) Eisnagel. And over the years, you and I have talked about Eric Eisnagel, not so much as being a jurist or a judge. I mean, that was probably the last conversation we had. But, you know, things that he did when he was a state legislator... And then it was uh, then he was appointed to what the state appeals court. Yes, the fifth district court of appeal. So That's what's right. so what's going on with Eric Eisnagel? In your opinion, yeah. so when we used to talk about him, he was uh, he was sort of just your typical Dingleberry legislator. They, you know, they were filing these one stupid bill after another. Uh, one of the ones he was famous for was he sponsored the infamous uh, co-sponsor of the infamous Pop Tart bill. Right. This was when the NRA was convinced that children throughout uh, United States were going to get thrown in jail or suspended if they bit their pastries into pistol shapes and pointed them at their classmates. So now there is actually a piece of legislation. There is a Florida statute that protects a child's right to, quote, brandish a partially eaten pastry. Uh, that is the <laughs> fine work of uh, Eric Eisnagel. Yeah. He uh, also uh, was uh, another bill that really, I will tell you, bothered me more, uh, one for the timeshare industry. The timeshare industry, notorious throughout America for sort of scamming uh, people who uh, buy into them. They wanted a bill that said that, that would force consumers to be stuck with a contract, even if the timeshare people, the companies, were the ones who made the mistake in the contract. So they could do a flawed contract, admit they were the ones responsible, but the buyer still got stuck with it. That was another piece of legislation that made its way into law by Judge, uh, excuse me, by Eric Eisnagel. And then, yes, last year when uh, Rick Scott needed to appoint someone to the Fifth District Court of Appeal, which may not sound like it means much to your listeners, but is the last stop right. before the Supreme Court. It is the highest court in the land, except for the Supreme Court. He got this guy, who had no experience being a judge, I believe when we talked about him, I mentioned my cat, Furball, uh, who's known mainly for licking his rear end, has as much judicial experience as Eric Eisnagel did before he was appointed to the Fifth District Court of Appeal. Yeah, hardly a lawyer, and I think uh, when he filled out the paperwork, how many times have you appeared in court? Yeah. He said, eh, three, four, maybe five times a year. 
Yeah, so, there's a there's a blank where where there, so occasionally if you're not a judge, they will appoint really seasoned lawyers. Sure. Uh, to, for, there are eleven members. There were ten other members of the court of appeal. Eight of those ten had been judges before they were appointed. The other two graduated law school around the time Eisnagel was born. So 40, 40 years ago. Uh, but yes, there's a, you're supposed to say, well, how many times did you go into court? How many times a month? Eisnagel had to actually scratch out the little piece on his application that said uh, per month and change it to per year. So he set foot in the courtroom per about three to five times a year. So in summary, he is now uh, one of the final uh, casting final judgments on other judges, which he's never been, about decisions made in courtrooms in which he rarely ventures. That's how your appeals court. And uh, I w- the only reason we're talking about it right now is because uh, every four years or six years, depending on the cycle, uh, Floridians get to vote on whether an appeals court judge should be retained, in other right, words, kept right, in office. Right. Everyone listening to us right now who's in the 5th District, which is all over, goes from Daytona to Osceola, is going to have his name on their ballot, and they will be asked, yes or no, do you think Eric Eisnagel should stay in office? And i got to tell you, I probably wouldn't have even weighed in on this, except that the Bar Association, that is every uh, lawyer in the state, is asked to to cast uh, ratings on whether the judges in these positions are competent, whether they're unbiased, uh, whether they're professional. And Eric Eisnagel, perhaps not surprisingly, got the lowest score in the entire state of Florida. The only judge who got a lower score in the past three decades resigned instead of facing retention. So forget what I say. You know, say that you and I are a bunch of gas bags who don't know anything. The lawyers, the attorneys who are in the courtroom uh, say he gave him the lowest rating in the state. So this is uh, his appointment to the uh, appellate court is, uh, I guess, a classic political payoff. But sure. I don't understand why Eric Eisnagel who, you know, he's a back, it was a backbencher in the state legislature. Absolutely. You know, he's not uh, hardly had, you know, he's just one of those, you know, lawyer. You know, he's just a standard lawyer, not known for anything. Most people would recognize him if they bounce, if he bounced off the hood of their car and, on the floor. And, right. had, yeah. and had limited, if any, experience in a, in a court of law. So why, why did Rick Scott, you know, of everybody you could appoint and have a, you know, well, it's a political payoff. But why Eisnagel? I, that's what I don't. I don't. Was he just a stamp? Was he? Hey, Eisnagel, here's what we're going to tell you to do. I that that's certainly one theory. I don't know that for sure. What I do know for sure is that he's young. He was one of the youngest lawyers who applied. Uh, and and keep in mind, some people are going to be like, Ah, oh, Max, well, you want some liberal judge? No, no, no. There was never a question whether Rick Scott was going to appoint a liberal judge. Everybody who had a chance was going to be conservative. My point, the bar's point, other judges' points was that the other judges who applied were conservative but had experience. Uh, but I think most of them are older. Uh, Rick Scott has made a real premium of. Of trying to put young jurists in place with, for these lifetime appointments, uh, young conservative uh, Federalist Society type uh, judges, and he'd sort of been, as you said, sort of a stamp, had never made tr- a rubber stamp, had never made trouble, uh, pulled the party's weight, and had at one point in time tried to be Speaker of the House, uh, but his own classmates uh, revolted on him there, too. Yeah, I find it hard to believe that the Federalist uh, Society would have recommended Eric Eisnagel <laughs> to the state appellate court. Didn't we talk about Eisnagel one time. Wasn't there something related to American flags? Am I? Do you remember no, that? That was uh, that was a different guy. That was <laughs> yeah. Randy Fine, I think, out of okay. Brevard County, I think, or Cortez. Jim, it's all like one big, you know what stain. <laughs> I it's yeah, I can't remember. That was not him though. We may have voted for it though. All right, okay, we'll give him a pass on that one. So tomorrow, once again, your column. 
tomorrow we're talking about the politics right, of Hurricane. Right. Also, I don't know. Did you see the story out of Marion County about the school board member who who's calling all all rape victims whores? And uh, and if you if you go to a hotel room with like man, you're a whore, and therefore you can't be raped. And all of a sudden, all these Marion County residents just show up at the school board, and they're like, "What is wrong with you? Well, what are you doing? You can't talk like this." Uh, so that's a strange one. But well, then I. <laughs> What, they, what, the, what was the excuse? I mean, what what was the rationale? No, she did. She just doubled down, tripled down. <laughs> I, I think it had to do with Kavanaugh. Basically, people accusing was going on her mind. But she said that the women who accused Bill Cosby were whores, and uh, it's all about <laughs> this anti-male. It's a bunch of nuts, and you can all laugh about it. Except this is a woman in charge of education. Yeah, Marion County. Uh, in Marion County. And Sunday, Jim, I, I have to plug this one thing because I have never, I don't think, received more emails from people asking for guidelines on how to vote on these amendments. Yeah. There are 12 to 13 of them that are going to be on your ballot. They are a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, but I have spent weeks going over them, and I'm going to give uh, pros and cons and yeses and no in Sunday's paper. All right, there you go. Good column today. We'll be reading. Thank Thanks. You. you got it. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column. For the Orlando Sentinel every Wednesday on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio Shot from the band. Remember the band? Man, is the band? No, the band is not the band anymore. Who are they? Oh, they're dead. Not, they're nothing. A couple of them are dead. If not three of them. Didn't the band once sing up on Cripple Creek? They probably sang yeah. it. Yeah. Up on Cripple Creek. Jack, I know you know that song, right? Wow. Yeah, Shot. I can't believe you got one, though. That was the band, right? Robbie Robertson, right? Mm-hmm. That's Robbie Robertson. I don't know the guy's name, but that was the band up on Cripple Creek. A great song. Let me ask you a quick one. It's a shot doctor here from our sister station down the hallway. That's FM 96.9, the game, Orlando sports leader, home of Orlando City soccer, the Bucks, UCF, and the Magic. Am I the only, the only proud Yankees fan willing to wear a <laughs> Yankees logo today? Good yeah, for him. I stood up for the Yankees all during the show today, just now. Well, what's that? What the, what? I got badged by all these, all these wannabe Red Sox fans. You know what I told them? <laughs> what? I told them on the Red Sox, when they walked out of Yankee Stadium, you know what they passed in the hallway? 27 world championships. That's what they passed. 27. Yeah, they're all singing New York, New York, too. See me when you have 27 world championships in Fenway Park. That's when. I showed them. Since the argument, see, that's why it's hard to root for Red Sox to win the champion, to win the World Series, because it always devolves into the argument how many championships yes, you sir, have. Of course. And in the end, that's what it ma- that, that's what it all comes down to the twenty seven. Well, it's not going to be twenty eight this year. No, no, it won't be twenty eight this year. We'll try again next year. What did you, you think of that second game? Oh, the one last night? No, the sixteen to one. Oh, route. that game. Well, game you three, know, yeah. yeah, I was all excited in the game. Luis Severino was on the mound for the Yankees, our alleged ace. He got batted around, and after that, that or, was it. Whatever. Terrible. Yeah, awful. I didn't watch it. It was, it was, it was bad. It was in bed. It was, it was a sufferable game.
Well, you know, win some, lose some. Tell me about it. All right, got shot tight here, uh, sports speed round. And then we got casting call, all right? Well, I'm ready. Yeah, just give me 10, give me 15, 20 seconds on each of these uh, five, four or five categories. You ready? I sure am. Okay, here we go. Florida upset uh, over LSU last weekend. Uh, putting the Gators in a position now where if they can beat Vanderbilt this week, the Florida-Georgia game in a couple weeks is a gigantic game for the first time in a long time for both teams. Okay, UCF now ranked number 10. Uh, they have Memphis this week. They're going to keep moving up because teams ahead of them are, are going to start to lose some games that are undefeated right now. In a great position with, with a good schedule going forward. Okay, Yankee season now over. Um, it may be over, but in the offseason, we're going to get some pitching in here. We're going to sign Paul Goldschmidt. Get him over there to play first base. And the Yankees in 2019 win the World Series. All right, Boston against Houston. Uh, Houston will win this because their pitching one through four is way better than what the Red Sox have. And a better bullpen, too. Yeah, I'm not rooting for Houston. How come? Yeah. Jim, Houston won the World Series last year, and this year's team is even better. Milwaukee. Go for Milwaukee. Milwaukee's the, Bru- Milwaukee's the Brewers. A, they're, they're the trendy team. Trendy team? Because they're different and they're, and they're very unique. Are they all beards or something? No, they uh, they run the pitching staff in oh, a much, okay. much yeah. more a very unconventional way, but it works. They're not a perennial playoff team like the Red Sox, yeah, Dodgers. Gotcha. Okay, Houston, all right, maybe of late. Yeah, I watch. I usually you know watch the, the first game and then depending on how they're playing, I'll pick a team. But Houston, you know how I am. But Jim Houston, as world champions, have, they have a better team now than they had last year at this time. Yeah. Okay. Better team. But I thought you picked the Yankees to I did. sweep the series. I did. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> but now that they're gone, <laughs> I'll use my say. Nobody's beating Houston. Shot, I had an extra ticket. I can't believe you didn't come to the game with me on Monday. Had I known about that, I would have been more than happy to go. Mm. Have you ever been to the new Yankee Stadium? Not the new one. The old one. Many times, not yeah. the new one. You know, it's been open nine years now. Had You, you know, I would have gone. <laughs> I, I would have gone, Jack. Yeah. But... I, I don't know Scared. about it. I, I don't know about it. I said it's a big city. Yeah, you got to ride the subway. I rode the subway. Yep. Yeah, took the I, two to the four. It's a bigger, bigger cities than what you're used to. A lot bigger than the Salt Lake City that you like. I've been, to, but this summer I've been to Milwaukee, Chicago, Washington D.C., uh, Kirkland, Washington, Bellevue, Washington, Issaquah, Washington, and Sammamish, Washington. Sammamish. Sammamish. Oh right. uh, yeah. Sammamish. Washington. How they make me a Sammamish? No, yeah. not a sandwich. Sammamish. Oh. Okay. All right, here we go. Shot touch and casting call. Right. Here we go. We got a movie, and I take a scene from the movie, listen along. Mr. Pinkman and Shot Doctor will act this out. Then text us at Real Mobile 77031 as soon as you believe you can identify the movie, all right? Everybody ready? I live in a state of readiness. You know, there's only a certain number of uh, casting calls before I bid you a fond adieu. That's French, you know. That's in case you don't change your mind. <laughs> I'm not giving up. Well, uh, things change, and everything will be okay, all right? I'm not giving up. I don't want you to get nervous. I never get nervous. Uh, Don't give anything away, but just remember, double appetizers. Is everybody ready? (laughs) Yes. I've doubled the appetizers. Okay, everybody, let's uh, take your marks. We've got beautiful uh, lighting. The cables are set aside. The assistant director is not here today, so I'll uh, call it. Ready? Action. That's exactly the point. We have to talk about your father, Paul. It is so hard to, uh, you know, you know what, you know, know what you're like. You're like, Doc, you got to help me. I'm oh, in pain. Oh, no, you're not like. Wait, wait, no, no. What? What's wrong? You scrambled the two lines together. Scrambled. Yeah, you scrambled. You, I never scrambled. scrambled. You had to run. You ran all. You ran one sentence into another. All right, from the top. Here we go. Ready and action. 
That's exactly the point. We have to talk about your father, Paul. It is so hard to... You know what you're like? Doc, you gotta help me. I'm in pain here. Please help me. All right, Paul, I'll help. Screw you! Nobody helps Paul Vitti. All right, very good. This is you. That's interesting. What does that mean to you? Anger is a blocked wish. Bull freaking hoo-hoo. Hey, let's see how you like it. Let's talk about your father. Let's not. What kind of work does your father do? It's not important. What? You paused. I did not. You just paused. That means you had a feeling, like a thought. What does your father do? What's your father do? He's a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist? Yes. Now I know why you're screwed up. Next patient, please. Ah, cut. My God, it was pretty darn good. Yeah, but, you know, what a the, flow we had. No, yeah, but in the beginning, what's happening, because you're, you're this person, but you're describing the other person. Yeah, you didn't change your voice. You didn't change your voice. I didn't? No, that's exactly the point. We have to talk about your father, Paul. It's so hard to... You, you know what you're like? Doc, you gotta help me. I'm in pain here. Please help me. All right, Paul, I'll help. Screw you. Nobody helps Paul Vitti. See what I mean? That was pretty good. I know. I think I can get... <laughs> you might want a Jimmy for that. I'm like, yeah. You know, that's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, just give me that top, right? Right from the top. All right. You know, change your... You know, because you're describing Paul Vitti. Here we go. Ready. Action. That's exactly the point. We have to talk about your, your father, Paul. Uh, cut. Start again. What happened? Uh, you fumfered. On purpose. No. There's no fumfer. <laughs> the ad lib. Don't fumfer on, on purpose. It was an ad lib fumfer. No, that would be like uh, him throwing in a bobbity boop. In a world, uh, you know. I got it. Yeah. Or lasagne. Spaghetti. All right. Ready. Go. That's exactly the point. We have to talk about your father, Paul. Uh, it's so hard to. You know what you're like? Duck. You gotta help me. I'm in pain here. Please help me. All right, Paul, I'll help you. Screw you. Nobody helps Paul Vitti. There you go. My God, yeah, but it doesn't count because oh. it's a it's a partial redo. The carryover. Yeah. What are you having for dinner tonight? What are you watching? All right, watching tonight. The Magic are on at seven o'clock in Fox Sports, Florida against Memphis. Is this uh, a season now? Preseason. I'm gonna open? watch that. Preseason or Pre season? Preseason. Okay. Game four, one more preseason game to go on Friday night. I'll watch the game tonight. Yeah. i got to get my NBA focus going. Uh, that, a turkey wrap, uh, salad with Thousand Island dressing. You're not changing it up too much. It's working. I'm on a mission. <laughs> Does it keep you regular? <laughs> Actually, that and then some. Mm. I'm, the, I'm, I'm not the king of regulation. My <laughs> God. <laughs> You take care of business. I don't want to get too into graphic detail, but you take care of business home or here. Oh, it's a beautiful thing, Jim. Sometimes both. Yes. A lot of double headers these days. <laughs> Jim, a double header is good. I'll tell you why double headers are good. Oh my God. A double header, Jim, always beats a game that's rained out and there's no game. Think okay. about it. I got yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Double headers are good. It's, you're speaking in, a, in a, like a metaphor. That's yeah. what I do. Double headers are good. Hey, I had a double header on Monday. One in one game in Canada, one game in America. Oh, you crossed the border? Yes. Very good. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Shot Doctor. Good <laughs> oh, job today. I, I like By the that. way, if anybody can guess what the movie is, I'd like to hear oh, it. Oh, yeah. Is it My Little Pony? No. Um, let's see. Temptation, Silver Linings, Fumfer Book. No. Fried Green Tomatoes. Uh -uh. Remember the Yankees. Uh -uh. Throw Mama from the Train. Uh, Bambi meets Fumpzilla. Sopranos to Italian Boogaloo. <laughs> um, Striptease, Anger Management, Goodwill Hunting, 
And then he gets this for Analyze This. Analyze This, a uh, yeah. 20-year-old movie that I saw for the first time last Friday. It's a funny movie. You'd, you'd enjoy it. <laughs> I will. Well, you know, I, I don't watch too many movies at home. You don't watch any movies at home? Right. Okay. <laughs> Even though I've upgraded my TVs, I got beautiful TVs now. Yeah, I know. You and got the one guy, in the bedroom the, now, right? The guy that put him in there, his name is Antonio. He asked about you. Oh, did he really? He's probably listening right now. Is he a TV type guy installer? Works, he works with DirecTV. Oh, does he really? He's very good. He put them both in. Okay. And now I see everything crystal clear like never before. Well, pretty soon you got that TV in the bedroom. Then you know around the holiday times, you you know you put on that video of the fireplace. Oh yeah, yes. I do burning. not watch movies like that. I'm not one of those. It's just a fireplace. It's a fireplace. No, those are those kind of movies I don't watch. Yeah, the crackling fire. Then you invite. You yeah, know, when you a, watch movies a nice like, girl no, over, no, no. you have a little mug of cider. When you watch movies like that, that's when your life falls apart. What kind of buffoonery is this? It's not a movie. It's just a video. Jim, I got these TVs to see sports better, not to watch those kind of movies that I've never watched before. I don't want to get into that stuff. It's asking for trouble. Oh, those just, movies. You got nice clean sheets. You got those satin sheets on the bed, you know, and you just kind of. What do the sheets have to do with it? Well, they're, they're comfortable. They're 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 sensual. They're they're exciting to to sleep in to of someone who you might you know invite over for a little bit of. Oh, uh, I'm not going to get mixed up in this no kind hanky of stuff. No hanky-panky for you, right? I am the true professional. <laughs> All right, shot. Good job. Until we'll next time. See you next week. Yeah, you got it. Yes, it's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. It's time to rise above the butt jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually something. This is the five-minute professor. A crappy day. Hurricane Michael slams into the panhandle. The Dow drops 832 points and the Yankees are out for the season. Let's turn this around. It's time for the five-minute professor. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, professor. And to you, Mr. Phillips, and the file, a pleasure and an honor to be with you as always. Yep. So, last Friday night, I was out at uh, out at Disney. I was at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, which I thoroughly enjoy. And we were outside, and I saw the biggest moth I had ever seen in my entire life. It's probably three inches long, beating its wings like no tomorrow. And I'm looking at this moth, and I'm looking at this moth, and suddenly I realize it is not a moth. It it's is a, a hummingbird. Oh, uh, thought you were going to say it was a drone. No, no, it was a hummingbird, and there were like four or five of them. And so I asked the woman, who was very knowledgeable about the animals, if she knew anything about these hummingbirds, and she said uh, no. Uh, in fact, she'd never heard of a hummingbird. What? She'd never heard of a hummingbird. Because she's from Africa. Oh. Hummingbirds are native to North and South America. I didn't realize that. Damn right. So they are native to the Americas. They are the smallest birds, of course. In fact, the bee hummingbird, which is native to Cuba, only grows about five centimeters long from the tip of its nose to the tip of its tail, mm -hmm. and it only weighs two grams. That's way less than an ounce. Oh, I know grams it's an ounce. You don't have to tell me about that. All right, I know. <laughs> uh, there two are grams that get you through the weekend. <laughs> there are 338 like species. That's very good work. Uh, 338 species of, of hummingbird, yeah. most of them 
in the tropical rainforest regions of South and Central America. However, in Florida, we get about 26 species of hummingbird that tend to come here in the wintertime. And you can get hummingbirds into your yard. Do you know why they're called the hummingbird? I think about this. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Where do they, well, wait a minute. You said they come here in the wintertime. From where? So this is the thing. They, they go to where there are plants which they can pollinate. And there are some plants which are made specifically to be pollinated by hummingbirds. If it has a very long, very slender flower, then it's supposed to be a hummingbird that does the pollination because you need to have a very thin, very long beak to be yeah. able to get to where the pollen is and you have to be able to stay there in front of it so bats can't do that and both uh, moths and butterflies can't do that although someone's gonna have very long proboscis they they can't hover the way that a hummingbird can okay so when you look at plants with long but, thin flowers they're for hummingbirds but, and they go as far north as canada and alaska so and the, then they come back down here in the wintertime. So they're migratory birds. They are the smallest migratory animals okay. on the planet. All right, we're getting straightened out now. Okay. Well, why, are they called, why are they called hummingbirds? I have no because idea. Because of the sound that their wings make. Well, because they are flapping at such high speed that at up to 80 beats a second on their wings. 80 beats a second. Yeah, when you see them for the, the first time, so, you see them for the first time, you think it's a bee. Because you can't see their wings. Right. And these things which we saw, and it was at dusk, and most of them are crepuscular. So cre- crepuscular animals come out at dawn and dusk. That's that's when they're out. And it would so the lighting was bad, and it just looked like a big, big moth that somehow could hover. And not only do their wings beat crazy fast, but their hearts beat crazy fast. I'll bet. When they're flying, their heart rates are over a thousand beats per minute. But that chews up energy like crazy. So as a result, hummingbirds have developed this thing where they can drink this sugary nectar right. and convert it to energy within minutes. Yeah, you can put out sugar water uh, mm-hmm. hummingbird uh, attractors. Right, and they will come out, and they will, yeah. they will come out and and find these things. Red, bright reds are very attractive for hummingbirds. So flowers with bright red flowers and those very narrow uh, nectar openings Jack. are the sort of things which attract the Mister Bradshaw, Doctor Bird, official hummingbird of Jamaica. Points. <laughs> Doctor Bird. I will Bird. give you points for Doctor Bird. Oh, no, yes. is a Doctor Bird or Doctor Bird? Doctor Bird. Yeah, and it has a longer tail. And I got to feed them when I go to Jamaica. We feed hummingbirds. How do you oh. feed them? Um, Very it, carefully. Yeah. The, one <laughs> is you can, like, the sugar water. Yeah. And, and, right. But they have a, another thing. They use popsicle sticks, and they put something on the popsicle stick. that they. Oh, that that's points. Them. I want points out of that one. That's good. Yeah. I learned something new. So, so I guess my question is, do you just... Do they put it in the palm of your hand, the sugar water, and they suck it out of the palm of your hand, or do they have a little test? Yeah, tube we were that ho- we were holding we were holding something. I don't know if it was like a spoon. I was busy trying to Thank do the burst photos 
to catch it <laughs> yeah. because they're they're not they're very fast, so it's trying to capture them on 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 in pictures and stuff. It's it, they're really unbelievable. They have fantastic eyesight too because they use the eyesight to maintain position. So they don't look at the thing that they're that they're pollinating. They they choose a spot and that's how they manage to hover. So they can hover even in strong winds. Like a they helicopter. Can hover. Yeah, it's like a little helicopter. Like a little helicopter that is completely self-contained and yeah. chews through energy like mad. So much so yeah. that when there isn't food, so if there's a time when food's not available, and at, at night when they sleep, they go into what's called torpor. So it's like they hibernate every single night. So this heartbeat that's just pounding away at 1,000 beats per minute gets as slow as 50 beats per minute uh, before i forget next week here's what i would like you to do have a lecture on yes. the latest united nations report on climate change that came out uh late last week or earlier this week okay before I'm i forget just uh, do a search yeah. um on uh fake news i'll just do fake news united news it's not fake news Essentially, we oh. got to get this cleaned up. We got to start doing something within the next ten or fifteen years, or otherwise, uh, your kids can kiss it all goodbye. It's the Phillips I, File I, with a five-minute professor on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Check up the news and back to the five-minute professor. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A British couple got drunk and bought the hotel they were staying at on their honeymoon. <laughs> Imagine having so much money you can be that drunkenly impulsive. Sure beats all of the news junkies' drunk Amazon purchases. Next. Stephen Miller's third grade teacher said he was a loner and ate glue. In other, unrelated news, a giant shipment of glue was seen being delivered to the White House this afternoon. Finally, police say mail was stolen and replaced with llama pictures in a Charleston neighborhood. Clearly this is viral marketing for a new petting zoo coming to the Charleston area. Headlines were brought to you by the iHeartRadio app. Whether you say Alexa or OK Google always make sure you say play Real Radio 104.1 on iHearRadio. And transmission. Hummingbirds, the theme of the lecture from the five-minute professor. What else you got for us, professor? All right, so I have a couple of minutes. Uh, well, I have a minute or so left on some things. If you're interested in attracting hummingbirds to your yard, yeah. you should use the bee balm plant, B-E-E, balm, B-A-L-M, the cardinal flower, the trumpet creeper, the coral honeysuckle, or the columbine. Those are all good plants to attract uh, hummingbirds to your yard. And there is also a hummingbird-friendly coffee. Uh, most hummingbirds spend some, if not all, of their time in the tropics, and there that's also where coffee grows. And as a result, there are a lot of uh, coffees which on purpose go out of their way to make sure that you know that they are hummingbird friendly because they plant foliage and cover uh, instead of just clear-cutting everything so that, the, so that the hummingbirds have a place to go on their long journeys. All right, I have a couple of questions. I have several Before answers. we have a like before we have a quiz. Yes. Um, do they nest? And what is they, a hummingbird's natural predator? Uh, you know, that's a great question because I, I, I couldn't <laughs> find any natural predators. I looked for natural predators Snake? for hummingbirds. I so a nest. hummingbird itself, yeah. a, a hummingbird itself will nest. They make hanging nests and they use spider webs 
to hold their nests together. And their nests are, not surprisingly, very, very small. Yeah. Uh, they range from about the size of a walnut. So imagine the size of a walnut. To about the size of the coin purse that my grandmother used to carry around. Gotcha. And they're made out of... Sometimes they use Spanish moss in places where Spanish moss is available and spider webs, and they kind of make something soft, and they have eggs that are the smallest eggs in the bird kingdom. Uh, they can be as small as a pea. Yeah. Okay. Up to about the size of a pearl onion. All right. Let's have a test. All right. Question number one. Yeah. Hummingbirds do not hum. Neither do hummers. Uh, Hummers are vehicles that were made by AM General and then General Motors. The last H3 rolled off the lots May 24th, 2010. In what U.S. state? What state did they make the H3? Uh, Jack, West Virginia. Further south. Uh, That would be, well, as a matter of fact, it was Tennessee. (gasps) Further south. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. Georgia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Further west. So what we got, Alabama? Alabama. Uh, Louisiana. Uh, Mississippi. Uh, Alabama. Uh, Alabama. Uh, Louisiana. One of the ones I've heard. Uh, Mississippi. Alabama. I think it's Louisiana. Alabama. No, no, wait a minute. Louisiana. Because remember, Louisiana. we're going Alabama. Further west. Damn it. Oh, Pinkman, Pinkman. Louisiana. It's Louisiana, Shreveport, Louisiana. I knew it. Shreveport, Louisiana was founded by the Shreve Town Company to create a supply line along the Red River for the Republic of Texas. It was founded in what year? Oh, Jim, let's believe it or not. The newly founded Republic of Texas. Oh, the, the... When was the Republic of Texas? What? What's the question? So Shreveport, Louisiana, <laughs> was founded by the Shreve Town Company to yeah. create a supply line along the Red River to the newly created Republic of Texas. Okay, what's the question? What's the question? Was it when what was year? it founded or when what was year Texas? Was the, was a newly oh, republic. Yeah. So remember the Alamo, Jim. 18. Uh, Good so far. 40. Earlier than 1840. Ooh. 18. 30. Later wow. than 1830. Wow, that's pretty good for us. Moira. Moira. Uh, Moira. Miss Moira. Yes, yes, Miss Moira. 1835. Yes, yes. After 1835. Fritz. Fritz. <laughs> Mr. Fritz. 1838. Yeah, 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 yeah. Earlier than 1838. Oh, boy, oh, Pinkman. 50-50 shot. 1830. What, Mr. Casey's not around? Okay. No. We're not, we, don't <laughs> enough, we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. Uh, We're dropping okay. Mo, by the way. I'm going to go with uh, 1837. It's 1836. Shreveport is home to a flourishing film business due to some state laws that are enticing filmmakers. The second of the Harold and Kumar films... Escape Guantanamo Bay yeah, was filmed primarily in Shreveport and released in what year? What year was Harold and Kumar Escape yeah. Guantanamo Jim, Bay? Work off me. Work off me. Mr. That Phillips. Was that is uh, not too long. Ago. 2014. Earlier than 2014. Pinkman. Mr. Pinkman. 2007. After. There we go. Jack, 2010. 
before 2010. Fritz. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. Oh, nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2007. Where'd he go? 2000. Uh, I say 2008. Well, I didn't get to answer. Well, too you bad. Oh, Mr. Pinkman. Oh, yeah, you jumped my in bad. with the very second. Sorry, yes. Oh, because I thought I knew it. I did. The U.S. first seized control of Guantanamo Bay in what year? Uh, Jim, that was 18... Mm. Wait a minute. 1897. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good one. After ni- 1897. Well, you didn't mind 18 much. 18... Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. <laughs> 1899. Earlier yeah. than 1899. Much uh, war, baby. Uh, Fritz. Yes, Mr. Fritz. 1898. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Nicely done. The movie A Few Good Men starred Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, Colonel Jessup's line, you want the truth, you can't handle the truth, Damn appears right. how high on the AFI Top 100 Movie Lines? Movie the Lines? AFI came, yeah. Top Movie Lines, where does it fall in the Top 100 Top Movie yeah. Lines? Yeah. Number, number 20. It is a number higher than 20. Wait. Further down the list, higher than 20. So it's in between 1 and 20. No, it's no, the opposite. between 20 it's and 100. It's higher than <laughs> 20, yeah. Okay. It's like turning Less out the important. AC. Uh, Jack. Less important. 40. It is a number between 20 and 40. Here, Here we, we go. go. Fritz. <laughs> Come on, Fritz. Yes. Come on. 30, yeah, 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 yeah. It is between 20 and 30. Yeah, here we go. Come on. <sighs> I guess you can't I'll handle have, the truth. I know. I guess I'll have to split it, though. We'll split it. 25. Don't split it. Nope. No, no, I was just yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. Was 25 is not the answer. That's what I was saying. It's definitely right. 29. Absolutely correct. Wow. Nicely done. Yeah, we'll give you a pass on that one. <laughs> it is not the highest listed line from a Trump, Tom Cruise movie, though. I love Four Tom. spots higher at number 25. What actor won a Best Supporting Actor Oscar in 1996 for playing Rod Tidwell? Oh, what Jack. actor? Mr. Cuba Roger. Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. is absolutely correct. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. Show, Show me, me the, money, the money. Number 25. Cuba would go on to cinema infamy in Snow Dogs and Boat mm-hmm. Trip mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. years later. Yep. Good job. This is, however, art imitating life because Cuba Gooding Sr., was the lead singer in a band called The Main Ingredient, who had a hit oh. with Everybody Plays the Fool. Oh, yeah. Okay. In Everybody what year? Plays Jim, the Fool. 1973. Before oh. 1973. Jack, 1970. After 1970. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 71, yeah, yeah, yeah. After 1971. Oh, man, 1972, please. Absolutely correct. Yes. 1972, nicely done. The presidential election of 1972 was a legitimate landslide victory. Nixon received what percentage of the popular vote in his re-election? Jim. Mr. Phillips. 68%. Less than 68%. Fritz. Oh. Mr. Fritz. 56%. More than 56%. Jack, 62? Less than 62. There we go. 
Come on. Oh. See if you can pull it off. It's in 62, but it sounded like it's still in the 60s. I'm running out of time here, baby. Hurry up. I'm going to go with 60%. I will accept 60%. It's 60.7%. I was going to go 60 or 61. Mm -hmm. McGovern ended the campaign with 17 electoral college votes. He carried only Washington, D.C. and what single U.S. state? Jim. Mr. Phillips. You think it would be his it's, home state, it's right? One of the big ones, though, with a lot of electoral votes. Yeah. 17. 17. Uh, so 14. that's uh, Minnesota. 14. Further east. Anybody? Uh, yeah. Oh, east of I'm Minnesota. To think of who? who? Yes. McGovern. Uh, M- George McGovern. Ohio. Married one state. Further east. Jack says Ohio. East. Fritz. Further east. Mr. Fritz. New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Further northeast. Absolutely correct. Nicely done. I grew up, and in the 1970s, uh, we had bumper stickers that said, don't blame me, I'm from Massachusetts, about this election. And because I was growing up there, so naturally I am a Red Sox fan and a legitimate Red Sox fan because (laughs) the Red Sox did not win a World Series for a very long time while I was a fan. How many states had I visited before the Red Sox won their first World Series in 2004? How many states had 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 I personally visited? Uh, Jim, work off me. Okay. Yes. Uh, 20. More. Uh, 30. More. Oh, Fritz. Yes. 38. 38 is absolutely correct. What the? All right, Fritz. <laughs> nice yeah, job. Yeah, 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 Final yeah. question. Yeah. Since November of 2004, I have visited three additional states that I had not visited before then, including what state that is the westernmost natural habitat for hummingbirds? Oh, that's, uh, of course, that's uh, the westernmost habitat. Uh, westernmost yeah. natural habitat for hummingbirds, right. Mr. Bradshaw. Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii, and they, they aren't there either. Oh. What if it's Louisiana with the whole Shreveport thing? That's uh, California. Further north. Washington. Oregon. Washington or Oregon. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Further north. Here we go. Get it. Get it. Washington. Washington. No. (gasps) Oh, it can't be Alaska. It is Alaska. They go up into Canada and Alaska, which I hate to say... I mentioned earlier. All right. Yeah, I don't um, remember that. <laughs> Fake news. What do we get? B plus? Uh, this is, this is a, Come on, I think you guys are going to be reasonably happy with this score yeah. because it is a solid D plus. It is a 68. Yeah. Nicely done. Oh, nice. Good degrees. All right, guys. Good job. All right, quickly, where are you going to be? Job. What are you up to? Uh, tomorrow night I will be at po- uh, no. Tomorrow night I will be at the Silly Grape in Maitland. Yeah. Do a great trivia show there on Thursday nights. Make sure you come on out. Check out the Five Minute Professor Facebook page where I list all of my events. Also my YouTube channel at Five Minute Professor. And on Saturdays I'll be at Waco Taco. And next Tuesday, and I'm afraid it might be the last time, still playing for fifty dollars okay. as a top prize. Fifty dollars for first place. Twenty five for second place. Everybody gets at least $5 in gift certificates for playing at Post Time Lounge and Cafe. That's on Tuesday nights, Post Time Lounge and Cafe. Next week, I'm going to be talking about the United Nations report on climate change. Correct. And why we should all buy boats. There you go. Yeah, rubber rafts. Thank you, uh, Professor. Five-minute Professor every Wednesday on Real Radio 104.1.
All right, time for a little bit of person, place, or thing. We're going to roar right through this, just like Hurricane Michael. Mm-hmm. What's the prize? It's a pair of weekend passes to Spooky Empire, October 26th through the 28th at Carib Royale, Orlando. All right, here we go. Mark, uh, I got four contestants. I'll give you two clues. Pick person, place, or thing. Okay, I like the thing, Jim. Well, I like the thing, too. Thanks to Brad for the category. These things were rumored to be one of Cleopatra's beauty secrets and appear in the Bible and Shakespeare's works. I'll give you clue number two as well. This thing is the title of a daily comic strip featuring Opal and Earl. Um, was it jewelry? Jewelry. That's your final answer? Ah, sorry. Okay, moving right along. Here's Marcus. Clue number three, kosher versions of these things were a staple amongst Jews. Hello. 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 I'll say pickles. Pickles. All right, pickles. That's your final answer? Yeah. Yeah, baby. Kosher yeah. yeah. gave it away, bro. Yeah, kosher versions, of course. Dilly dilly. They were often served alongside hot dogs and Cuban and in Cuban sandwiches. That's a giveaway, too. The bread and butter clue. Oh, bread. Ah, bread and butter, huh? They said that the pregnant woman craved these along with ice cream. That one about, you know, Brad, they say, you know, they, they, those were easy clues. That's, yeah, Brad. Uh... You should punch him when you see him. Actually, we wanted a quick winner today because we're late. That's true. Good job, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. <laughs> you did a really good job. Yeah. I appreciate the you. effort. All right, let's get out of here, okay? Thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday. Excuse me, Thursday edition of the Phillips File gets underway at 3. And after Sean, he's the news junkie with Sabrina and Sealing. They follow the monsters in uh, the morning. We'll talk with Pat Clark tomorrow. Talk some sports Woo-hoo! with Patrick tomorrow, among no other things. Talk to Jim Colbert as well. Tom and Dan are next tonight. Eat dessert first. Grin like a dog. Wonder aimlessly. Pound your conk. As often as you can, buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care.